clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. Here he goes. He'll be chased and he is caught. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. Simultaneous catch, folks. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. My name is Josh Lavin. It's time for the 2021 Mock Draft. Mock Draft. Oh. We're drafting, but it's not the real draft. It's the Mock Draft. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was sad you didn't bag me up there. I, was, I didn't know where we were going. I was going to say something, and then I was like, oh, he's still gone. So... Yeah, it's just... That one's a work in progress. That's what I do. No, I feel like that was the finished product. Oh, I don't know if that one's as polished as Palace Picks, but okay. Um, I mean, it's written by the same artist, so... <laughs> Welcome to the show, folks. Very, very excited for for draft coverage from Simultaneous Catch. Uh, Josh's amazing. favorite time of the year. We... So pumped. We love mo- the mock draft episode, and we also love our live coverage, so make sure you get ready to tune in on that. We'll be live on our instagram and probably my facebook as well um it's very i i said this to you yesterday and i don't think i say this every year but i could who knows uh i'm i'm more excited about this draft than i ever have been because i think this could be one of the more fun drafts we've had in a really long time that does sound like something that you say it does sound like (laughs) but i feel like and I guess we can shift it to you because you're the more consistent one. <laughs> like, how do you feel about this draft? Because I feel like there's just so many more possibilities than there typically are for a draft. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say there are more possibilities necessarily per se. I feel like we might think that way because everyone, the popular saying of the last month or so have been, oh, the draft starts at four or the draft right. starts at three or right. the draft starts at five. So. Everyone's like, oh, this is locked in, and like this is locked in, we know what this is doing, what this is doing. When in a lot of ways we probably do, but in a lot of ways we don't. And Yeah, that's true. So I mean there is just it's the time of year where everyone feels like they know they know what Atlanta's gonna do. There's no way they can pass up on a Kyle Pitts and right. there's the rumors <laughs> that have just exploded into wildfire about how Cincinnati is now going to take Jamar Chase. And I, so that seems like that's like just locked in. And right. I don't the know. Thing is, like we just don't know. And we no, don't we, know until next Thursday. No, so. we don't know at all. And I think that, you know, in a lot of ways we've talked about in years past how very rarely is it. We talk about this guy, we talk about this guy, and then it's not that guy. 
But we have seen it before, and you mentioned on our last episode, like everybody thought Sam Darnold was going to be the number one overall pick, and then all of a sudden it's Baker Mayfield, and you know we're certainly not predicting a different first overall pick. But you really truly don't know, and I, the key, I am watching, listening to a lot of stories of these guys on ESPN or former GMs, former scouts, former people just like in the room for the draft talking about how you know their minds have changed before on draft day, or that like. I, I forget the exact player, but I remember, I think it was Lewis Riddick on ESPN Get Up said that when he was with Washington that they sent him and a couple other guys to the pro days of guys they knew for a fact they wouldn't draft just because they wanted people to think that they would. So, like, just further and further proof that, like, smoke screens are totally a thing. They're 100% real. So... You know, people could be saying it's this player, it's this player, it's this player, and then all of a sudden there's a curveball and it's not. And I love that. Like it's so much fun. I remember, I vividly remember the draft. The it was I it, I think it was our first live draft coverage. We were at your dad's house, and yeah. the first big one was Cleland Farrell at four with Oakland. We were like, whoa, what? And then the Daniel Jones pick. We yeah. were like, so I just remember like there's so many things that will happen. I'm not even gonna say can happen. There will be plenty of picks, especially the top ten where we go, Wow, okay. Uh I've gotten all my top ten nailed down. They're they're guaranteed. I am so fascinated to hear your mock draft now because <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean obviously because seven to ten I don't I, seven to ten was really hard for me. One one to six I feel very confident in, but well, so let's let's say this. Let's get out of the way in case anybody is joining us now without having heard our mock drafts in the past. Josh does not allow trades in our mock draft because it gets so messy. It's, it's true. So no, that's complicated. fair. So, I mean, I feel like that right there gives – So mean, I think there's going to be a trade in the top ten. I think I, there will be two trades. But I – so, yeah, when we do our mock draft, we are mocking. We're also not going to do that thing where it's like, I think this player goes here, so I'm just going to put it at the spot. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to mock as if each player team's going to stay at their spots. But I will point out the couple of spots where I do – I don't want to say predict, but, like, that I do believe a trade will happen. I say, will point that out. You always are a little trade happy, And though. we can get – and we and we can maybe, like, obviously we're going to – Wasn't gonna, that your friend's fortune last year? That there were going to be, like, a certain number like of trades. Like a record amount of trades? Yeah. No. I mean, there were a handful of trades, but not – Not till the back end. Not till the back end. Well, there's a – so between picks 20 and 32 every year for the last, like, 10 years, there's an average of four point – there's, like, 4.5 trades a year in that span. I saw that on ESPN a couple of days ago. So the people do move around, and obviously we just saw one of them uh, earlier. Was that today or yesterday? I don't it know. was earlier today. It was earlier today. The Kansas City Chiefs with the big blockbuster trade to get Orlando Brown from the Ravens that involved their first round pick. So uh, that trade is actually pretty nuts. There's a lot more. Yeah, there were there the was a, a lot of stuff that happened there. And <laughs> so before we get into the mock draft, how do you feel about that? I yeah, mean, I mean you... we we talked about how much. The Super Bowl really was about the offensive line for Casey. It was proof that, like, you need that. So they went out. They signed Joe Tooney to a massive contract. Uh, they signed somebody else, too. I can't think of them off the top of my head. And then they make this trade because they lost Eric. They let Eric Fisher go. Uh, and they let – there's another player that they let go to him. So off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, it was their other tackle. I can't think of his name. It was their other tackle. But so they were like, yeah, we need to solidify this line for our franchise quarterback. And I – 
I don't know where they're finding all this money, but <laughs> they, they're keeping the team intact and they're improving the offensive line. And So the details of that trade, just so we are all up on the same page, is the Chiefs traded their first-round pick, so the 31st overall pick, a third-rounder, a fourth-rounder, and a fifth-round next year in exchange for Brown, a second-round this year, and a sixth-round next year. So basically they dropped down into the second round. They drop down 27 spots. So they drop down they drop down 27 spots and they give up a fourth round pick, right? Well, they also gave up a third round. A, f- a third and a fourth? A third and a fourth. So they they drop they drop down and give up a third and a fourth. So that's a th- So they're still going to have two seconds. They're still so they're going to they're still going to have the same No, they're not going to have the same amount of picks. They're losing a pick this. It would be year. one less. Yeah. Than they had. Uh But you know, I think really I was really surprised when I first read this obviously list what the chiefs gave up first and right. i was like oh my gosh like they gave up so much for this but i feel like getting that second in in i don't really think two, yeah i don't really think I they think gave that's up a, quite so much a big thing and especially I for think, a franchise left tackle so in in my mock i know you were talking about what to do with the super bowl teams in my yeah. mock i had kansas city going offensive tackle okay and i feel like okay. at 31 obviously a first round pick you're hoping for a great pedigree but they weren't going to find somebody of Brown's stature right now. No, they probably going to be able to bring in. So I think yeah. it is a great, great tra- trade to solidify that. He's still super young, yeah. has a lot of promise. It's not like they're going and getting a 31-year-old player. Still extremely long. Well, and I don't, know, him, so. I don't know, A, what your draft looks like, or B, what the record is for offensive linemen in the first round but i have a handful of offensive linemen having been gone before then so i wonder if casey when they were doing their because every team does mock drafts for their own to see you know what's the scenario of what would we do if this happened you know so i wonder if they were doing their mocks and they're saying none of these guys that we want are going to get to us so we need to make a move so i wonder if that's the case uh because looking at it right now I didn't give them a lineman because I have like all the top first round graded linemen gone by the time it gets to them. And that's why I feel they probably made the move. Uh, But overall, the move was made because you need to protect your franchise quarterback. And it it was never more evident than it was in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. When he's like throwing completely parallel to the floor and it hits the guy in the face. Well, I'm ready to get into this if you are. I think we both sign off on that trade as being a yeah, good one for, yeah, for both parties. I think Baltimore is obviously, they were in the playoffs last year, got outed by your Bills there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they they have a lot of veterans that left. So yeah. offensive linemen, they obviously need help in the receiver room. So gaining picks, definitely not going to be a bad thing for that organization no, either. No, not at all. Especially all for a player that didn't want to be there. Yeah, that's true for, for sure. So... All right, let's get into the mock draft, guys. So we're gonna, we're, I mean, we're gonna keep track of this and during the draft and point out, and we'll keep score. And I don't know if we'll, we'll keep score. <laughs> we'll keep score. We'll see how many picks we all hit. Uh, it's weird because like there are some picks that are like in the middle of the draft that I'm like I'm pretty confident that that's gonna be the player, but I don't know about the rest of it. So it's I, an interesting I, place to be confident. I, I know there there are like two or three picks like in the later rounds where. In every mock that I had, it was that player going to that team. So I don't know if it's just like, oh, I've always done that. So in your mind, it's in so my mind, it's so right. But we'll I mean, see what I'm happens. pretty prepared for my mock to be pretty bad, completely terrible. <laughs> but I feel real good about it. Well, I was, you know, like, it's common for like some of the people who are the most respected mock drafters. If you get five or six right, 
that's considered like you're a really good mock drafter. So we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, do we, I don't, we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence, but I don't want us to spend way too much time because we both have Trevor Lawrence going one. Do what? Yeah. I do. Yes. I do. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and I. I want to quarterback LSU. Absolutely. I want to. I want to start because earlier in the season I did mention I was like I think we're overhyping Trevor Lawrence and I still think to some extent it's unfair. Like this kid, since he was like thirteen, has been destined to be the number one overall pick in the draft. I don't know if you knew that, but like he was. The I didn't know it was since he was in seventh grade. No, yeah, like when he was entering high school, they were like, "This is going to be a number one overall pick in the NFL draft someday." So, like at every turn, this guy's been con- con- considered to be this. Uh, so th- that's where I think the hype can be crazy. But uh, I mean, six foot six Clemson quarterback last year, he had uh, thirty one hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, five picks, eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, consistent throughout his whole career. I mean, his touchdowns by year 30, 36, 24. Uh, the last two seasons, nine rushing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, the biggest thing I can say about Trevor Lawrence is that he can do anything on the football field that you want a quarterback to do. And that's, I mean, you really can't ask much else than that. And I I have, for every player I have put, like, here might be a weakness. And if you want, like, a little bit of a chink in armor, I think sometimes when there's pressure right up the middle, he can rush his mechanics and miss. Uh, If you look at the playoff games this past year, that did happen against uh, Ohio State. But even that, I was looking at, I was like, but every quarterback can struggle with pressure right up the middle. When you talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, we said in the Super Bowl, if you can get pressure up the middle, you can, you know, make him frenzied back there in the pocket. So if you have to look at uh, a weakness, it's that. And it's not. And he's certainly not the strongest arm in the draft, but he still has a very strong arm. Uh, there, are just, there are just so many plays where you watch his tape where you are just like, he's so in control of what he's doing. And I think that that's what you want when you want a franchise quarterback and we are grabbing a guy to be the quote-unquote savior of Jacksonville. You want a guy who's a stabilizing presence who can do anything you want him to do. Yeah, absolutely. New coach, new regime going on in here. They want a high-quality character kid, and that is what Trevor Lawrence is going to bring. Just got married to his high school sweetheart. That's really sweet. A couple weeks ago, so you know it's now time to go and celebrate that by being the number one overall pick. And it's and, and it's really kind of funny because the, I think this the city of Jacksonville donated like twenty or thirty thousand dollars in gifts to to their uh, like from their wedding registry, and he was like, I they, like he posted, and he was like. We're all so thankful. And he was like, we're going to donate this amount of money to Jacksonville. And it, it said, can't wait to be there. It's like, it's so obvious. Like, we're not even joking anymore. Like, we're not even, like, beating around the bush. Trevor Norris is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. And that's a reason why Urban Meyer took the job. And not the only reason, but he was never – and he's even said, he was like, I was going to wait until I knew there was a quarterback I could have. Sure. So, makes sense. All right. With the number two overall pick, the New York Jets are on the clock. All right. Who's going first? Uh, I mean, does that mean you're going to throw us for a loop here? No. I do have the Jets taking Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU, 6'3". Uh, last season, 3,692 yards, 33 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and the big number, 10 rushing touchdowns. Now, this was an explosion year for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was a late-round pick uh, a year ago for this draft, and now meteoric rise. Here he is at the number two overall pick. Uh Biggest things about Zach Wilson, his arm, obviously. 
Uh, there was a throw against uh, Mississippi State last year where he rolls to his left and he throws back like all the way across the field, uh, all the way down to the end zone. He just like hit the receiver wide open in the hands. It's just he's got an incredible arm. Uh, I think the something that is getting lost in the weeds though is watching him. It's not like a power arm. It's not. It's not like a Matt Stafford or a Josh Allen even where it's like or, or Mahomes even where it's like boom, it's going to go 90 yards. He certainly has that kind of arm. It's more of the Aaron Rodgers, like he's going to flick his wrist and it's going to get where it wants to go quick. It does have a zip like uh, that. So he, he does have that type of zip. It's, you know, off-balance throws, sidearm throws. There was a – I have – I was watching uh, – for every player I have, like, a couple of my favorite plays. There was a play against Northwestern last year where he, like, pumps it a few times and he just, like, sides sidearms it on a screen and it goes all the way for a touchdown because the guy is like right in front of him and it like curls it under. It looked exactly like Pat Mahomes. So I get why people keep saying that. Um, what lofty expectations though. But, it, and that's why it's, that's why it's hard because he's not Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes was this kind of player in college. And that's why I think the Jets are like, we need to take this kid. All right. Very fair. Very fair. I also have Zach Wilson. You know, I think, Obviously, with the trade of Darnold, everything before he was there was, are they going to go to quarterback? Are they going to go a different skill position to surround Darnold? When he got ousted, you know, it became pretty evident that they were going quarterback, and I think Zach Wilson is the guy there as well. Uh, you know, it just kind of speaks to the meteor, uh, meteoric rise Yes, of, of players like Zach Wilson yeah. wasn't a player— a year ago, they were like, oh, he's like a top five, top three guy. Yeah, no, not at all. So, but uh, so far, we've hit on our first two together. All right, here we go. This is where I think the draft starts. At number three, Josh Lapping, the 49ers on the clock. They did trade up from number 12? No. Yes. Number yes, 12. number 12. They traded up all the way to number three. Who do you got? Yeah, they traded up to get a guy, and I don't care what the, the stories are saying. You know, like, it's now becoming – it's been three, four weeks since that trade happened, so people were bored it's been a while. saying it's, it's been a quarterback month. now. So they're like, what if they didn't do it for a quarterback? They did it for a quarterback. Oh, right? yeah, 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 We all know that. <laughs> uh, and I believe they're going to go with the best prospect that's still on the board, in my opinion, and that is they're going to select out of Ohio State University, Justin Fields. Okay. All right, so I mean, tell us, tell us why. I mean, tell us why it's not. I, you don't have to tell us why it's not Mac Jones because we'll talk about Mac Jones. But yeah, tell no, me why I, it's Justin Fields. It's, it's in my opinion, Justin Fields has by far. I don't want to say by far because Trey Lance certainly can, but I'm. I'll say it now for. I think he is by far the highest upside of okay. this, and I think Kyle Shanahan okay. is such a smart, intelligent, offensive mind. For sure, yeah, he knows what the NFL is becoming. And while he has succeeded and everyone's talking about Mac Jones is the Kirk Cousins, he's the Matt Ryan. These are all guys that right. Shanahan's worked with and right. made succeed. But why, when you make these guys succeed, why would you want to not take it to the next level and add somebody that has mobility and has great character and great leadership? And I know that was a knock on fields. There were some draft rumors that were going around questioning his love for the game and everything but i just throw all that out the window i think that is a bunch of fooey it was also I, kind of discredited i by I, like all of the people that he's worked with yeah i just I, I don't i don't believe any of that and i think you get him in that system whether or not you do keep jimmy g 
and let Fields run behind him, or you yeah. put him out there. They have a good offensive line. They do. Have they have the defense that line. is going to make opportunity plays, get Absolutely. shorter fields. That's very true. You know, Fields. And yeah. <laughs> so it's just an, an opportunity to get a guy that can do a heck of a lot of things. And I think you get him in that kind of offense where there's so much speed. They do so much misdirection. Make it so your quarterback can do the same thing. Yeah. That's who I think would be a great fit there. Absolutely. San Francisco. I, we've talked about – I mean, this is the biggest point of contention in the whole draft, right? They – every morning on Get Up on ESPN – this is the this is the, always their first topic. They're always like, "Who are they taking? Who are they taking? Who are they taking?" And you can talk about it till you're blue in the face because you know nobody but the 49ers truly knows. Um, I do believe that at this point in time they do know. Uh, I we we went back and forth for this for so long, and but my initial instinct is where I have them mocking because immediately when it happened, I said they're taking Trey Lance. So I have Trey Lance going right All here in right. 49ers. I just. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is the Mahomes thing. And I know that, you know, eventually all the pundits got there. But the initial reaction from everybody was like, oh, they want Mac Jones because it's the kind of quarterback Shanahan, like you said. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I think Shanahan says, oh, I haven't actually won a Super Bowl with the quote-unquote kind of quarterback I use. Maybe I need to upgrade. And I think that he was looking at this guy who is the most physically gifted in the draft. And not even just in terms of running, but like... Kid also has the strongest arm in the draft as well. Uh, like, yet, yeah, like yes, the arm is stronger than Zach Wilson. It may not be as live or you know zippy. That's a new uh, uh, what's him call it for analysis for quarterbacks. How how zippy is your arm? Uh, um, but I the, Trey Lance is very very good, and I think that the biggest reason why I feel more and more confident about this as we get closer and closer to the draft is that Jimmy Dree hasn't been moved yet. I fully believe that they're like, no, like we're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo. We were one throw away from winning a Super Bowl when he played. And obviously the injury concerns are like his concerns. And they're like, we're going to let Trey sit and learn. I mean, he's a big, strong kid. The big thing about him was 28 touchdowns, no interceptions in his full year as a starter two years ago with 14 rushing touchdowns, 1,200 rushing yards. I mean, he just does everything. You know, his first play in college was a quarterback draw. He took it for 50-plus yards and a touchdown. This is his very first play as a college uh, uh, person. Hot diggity dog. Uh, he's, another big thing about him, he's actually been under center the most of any quarterback in this draft. Even Mac Jones, like Mac Jones actually went from the shotgun a lot. Like Trey Lance is the, and their North Dakota State offense is the closest to what Shanahan runs with their motions and their sweeps. Uh, I think that my comparison for him is he's Big Ben, but quicker. Uh, I think Big Ben is like the comp that I have him, but he's a little bit faster, which is like kind of the comp that they made for Josh Allen as well. Uh, He, I like, there was a there was a thing about him saying that his weakness was decision making, but Dan Olaski showed like five plays in a row of like he makes decisions like very quick. Uh, so I just there is we always say like yeah he needs a little bit of time to develop, and some people might say he needs to learn a pro offense. But my question that is like why is that is that even a concern in today's NFL? Because there's really not such thing as like the the old West Coast offense pro style you have to learn this anymore there's so many concepts from college i don't even know if that's really concern anymore but yeah that's fair so we'll we'll, we'll honestly there we go our first disagreement <laughs> yeah. but i wouldn't be shocked yeah. if it was either of those two yeah i just i the one thing i am confident in and i'm not like a hundred percent because 
who am I? I don't think it's going to be Zach Jones or Zach Jones. I said that last time. I would be pretty shocked if it was if Zach it was Jones. Zach Jones. I I do not expect it to be Mac Jones at all. I don't. And people it. are like, it's Jones. It's like I don't think it is. I think that they want us all to believe it is. But yeah, I'll be. You know, it's it. It's one of those things where, like, if people are talking about it, does that mean there's credence to it? I don't mm-hmm. know. But it certainly is. Everyone's thinking it's Mac Jones, but I agree. I don't think it is. So. All right. Here comes another point in contention. You already kind of gave this one away, but I want you to start the Atlanta Falcons, my NFC team, yeah, on the clock. That sh- they sure are. Yeah. So here we go. I kind of did give it away. I said we don't do draft trades in our mocks, but here is the point where I think a trade will happen, especially if there is – a Fields or a Lance, depending on which one, and one of them is going to be there no matter what. Possibly both of them, although we don't think so. So I don't, right. I don't see the Atlanta Falcons picking in this spot. I looked at their roster, their depth chart. That's what I kind of do to figure out where I think points need to be addressed the most. And they have so many holes in so many different places, and I just feel like they can use draft capital. And I think in a quarterback running draft that we're seeing here i think this could definitely be the opportunity for them to get that but with that being said no trades so the atlanta falcons are on the clock new regime i have them going defense i do not believe all the hoopla about them going offense i think they put up plenty of points last year but they just could not stop anybody so i have them with my first extremely wrong pick here in my mock draft i have them going micah parsons my favorite in my opinion, the best defensive player in the draft from our homeland, PSU. PSU. So I gotta, I gotta ask. Um, so if you were, because this feels, you even said that your mock is kind of a mix of what you think people should do and what you think they will do. So, like, if you were, if let's let's say for the argument's sake, because we both agree, I have I have a trade happening here. Someone's going to trade up for one of the quarterbacks here, in my opinion. I'm fully confident in it. Um, but let's say in this world, hypothetically, they don't. Okay, we're Garrett. That right now, uh, they call us and they, Arthur Smith says, "Hey, Adam, <laughs> Josh, simultaneous catch. Great to be on the show. We're not trading out. Click. Okay, so we know they're not trading out, and you have to project the pick. Do you still think that that's the projection? Yeah, between okay uh, between. Micah, I was also came down to Sertan for me. I okay. think they need corner help. I think they need okay. corner help bad. But I think Parsons is a better draft prospect okay. than Sertan. And can I, make more I love. I mean, plays. You, you do so. not. You do not have to talk me into Micah Parsons. I love Micah Parsons. Yeah, I just feel like he will be a difference maker and be able to do a, a lot of different things. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah, I think it's wrong on both accounts. We both just said we don't expect them to pick there. Even right. if they did, I don't think right. that would be what they would do necessarily, so, but I think that's what they should do. If they stay, I do have them taking Kyle Pitts. And I thought about it for a long time, and you had made the point, you just made the point that, you know, they were putting up points, but they weren't that they weren't winning. Uh, I do actually think that they had a lot of red zone issues last year. There were a lot of times, like in key moments of games where they would get down there and they would kick a field goal. That's why young, our favorite kicker, Young Way Koo, was like, the best kicker in the in fantasy last year because they settled for a lot of field goals. So I actually do think that is an area of concern. They need a red zone weapon because Julio Jones has never been a red a red zone like a lot of touchdowns guy. You know what I mean? So I feel like um, I'll I'll argue with you on that point. I feel like that is coaching and scheme. You it have, could be. You have it could be. 
even if Julio isn't necessarily a red zone guy, you have Julio Jones, you have right. Calvin Ridley, you just traded. Right. I know it wasn't the regime that traded, but you've traded for Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Are yeah. you just ready to dismiss that? So if you're if you're a smart coach, then you have so much talent to play with. See, this is so I did say I was going to push back on you with this. So tell me how this is different than last year with Dallas. I don't think it is, and I don't right, think but we agreed on, on our show last year. You said your favorite pick was C.D. Lamb. Like that was in, during the the live, and when we talked with Mike, you said you loved that took CD Lamb. So I'm wondering why you think it's different. I'm not, you know no, what I mean. I, I'm curious what makes it different. Uh, maybe because I think the value of the number one wide receiver, who is the third taken okay. after so many other guys fell off, you okay. got a guy that shouldn't have been there. No, fell he should you. No, he shouldn't have. Been. And so you're like, oh my gosh, this guy that to was a top ten pick fell to us. Yeah, let's take him. So, but, but even what if, if the argument is that Kyle Pitts is the best player in the draft? I mean, that's fair. But so okay. let's go off of that. So last year, my favorite wide receiver and a lot of other people is Dallas rejoiced. Right. It didn't work at all. Okay. How many games did that's Dallas fair. win because they drafted C.D. Lamb? That's fair. That's a good point. I mean, people would are actually I. Can't even argue that because I agree with you on that. I still didn't like the pick. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not arguing for it. I'm just one. No, I, like, but it, but it's a great point. I'm glad you pushed me on it. But in a way, I mean that that came back to bite me. Yeah, it came back to bite Dallas it because did. that was not their issue. The point that our Cowboys correspondent Mike came on and said, "We'll just outscore everybody." It didn't work. And it's even not when, how the NFL works. Sometimes that's just not possible. And even when and even when Dak was there, they were still. I mean, obviously they beat this Atlanta team on a, a miracle play, but the reality is, like, they were one and three, could have been, should have been zero and four, trying to quote unquote outscore teams. So I get it. Like, I, I trust me, I know Atlanta does need defensive help. I don't think they need quite as much defensive help as everybody is saying that they do because the ton of injuries the last couple of years. Um, but I, ju- my opinion on this is just, and yes, I've fallen in love with the player. Everybody's fallen in love with the player. I just think that Kyle Pitts, outside of Trevor Lawrence, like take let's take him out of this argument. Kyle Pitts will be better at his position in the NFL than any other player in the draft will be at their position. Yeah, that's and, that's fair to say. And I just think you can't pass that up unless you have somebody like unless you had Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, even then. <laughs> Like I yeah. just think you can't you can't do it, and and I love Micah Parsons, I truly do. But that being said, we both think there's going to be a trade here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is very very fair. All right, let's move on to the fifth pick. The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Yeah, you said there's this groundswell for Jamar Chase, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to be like, let's put Burrow and uh, Chase back together. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to feel your energy and feel like if you. If your heart sank in that moment live on the air, because I know how much you love Jamar Chase, <laughs> but I don't. I I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe that they saw Joe Burrow tear literally every ligament in his leg. See the picture of his scar? It's nuts. So I, they're gonna take Penny Sewell. That's what I have mocked to them. I just I refuse to believe that this regime will be. I I think it's reckless. Like I know that you have other picks, and I will make that. I I will make that specific argument for multiple teams during this mock you have other picks you know what i mean it's not just one pick but i refuse to believe that they would be it's reckless to me to not take the best lineman in the draft and it what it could be Sewell, it could be rashawn slater rashawn slater is a great 
uh, offensive lineman too. Some people have him as the number one over Penny Sewell. They do. But I think both of them are franchise 10-year-plus tackles in this league. And I just think, again, it would be reckless and irresponsible to not protect him. We saw what happened with Andrew Luck's career. He didn't have a great offensive line until the last season before he retired, and then he was already beaten up too much. Yeah. You just you can't do it in this league. There are there are monsters on the defensive side who are coming to crush your quarterback. And Joe Burrow showed us he could be a very good quarterback, if not great. And if you don't protect him, it it's just not going to matter. Yeah, no, that's that's a really great point. I think there this has been such a weird experience for Cincinnati all all year last year when everyone thought Cincinnati was going to have the number one overall pick. Yeah. It was, we're going to get Penny Sewell, number one. Oh, my gosh, we won games. We're falling out of position to get him. Oh, no, what's going to happen? <laughs> and now, like, they're in a prime position where everyone's thinking there's going to be this wrong quarterback. He's going to be there, and they're like, let's get the wide receiver. Let's yeah, go I, and do this. I don't, I don't understand. It's and so maybe, weird. I mean, maybe, maybe again, it's smokescreen season, man. Like, there are smokescreens. Maybe they're saying that so people, like, because there are people who would trade up for Penny Sewell. I think he's that good of a player. And I think that they're either like, no, 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 let's think, let them think that we want this other player. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. No, this is the third pick that I agree with you on. I also have them drafting Sewell. Okay, cool. Burrow missed, I don't know how many games. It was six, almost half the season. Six, seven, was, and yeah. he's still like the second most sacked quarterback of the year. That's crazy and nuts. His scar is disgustingly gross and huge. And pe- I've read stuff online. They're like, I'm a doctor, and this is the largest scar that i've seen on this kind of injury and i agree with well, you he tore his acl pcl and partially tore his mcl so like it destroyed would, his leg would definitely be a <laughs> dis disjustice to this young player that you really think is going to be the franchise quarterback for for years to come absolutely not to get in protection everyone's argument is there's this a great depth in the line of this year there are good linemen later but there's no penisole and i just think you know everyone's like after the top three or four wide receivers it falls off drastically i don't believe that at all i think this year is chock full of great wide receivers you're gonna be right there at the top of the second i do think that there is a drop off between the top three wide receivers and the next one like a decent chunk but once you get to that next like level of receivers i think they're all in the same so i mean i i don't think there's that big a difference okay uh do we agree on miami um, I don't know. I have Miami. No, Dolphins we don't agree. Taking Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. Uh, we both agree he's the best receiver in the draft. Uh, a lot of people have Devonte Smith, and actually, some people have Jalen Waddle. And I do love Jalen Waddle. Don't don't get that mixed up. But I have Jamar Chase going. Uh, LSU clocked in at six foot, two hundred pounds. Uh, la- the last season he played was with Joe Burrow, 84 catches, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. <laughs> uh, incredible hands. Run after catch is fantastic. He's basically a running back after catch. Uh, he, two years ago, they played Vanderbilt, and it was his most dominant game. He On his first catch, it was a slant over the middle, housed it all the way. First touchdown. Then... On their next drive, he caught a back shoulder in the left front corner of the end zone, twisting, second touchdown. And then, later in the game, he had a third touchdown on a slant route that he made three guy miss, took it to the house. And then, he had a fourth touchdown, where he faked the slant because he burned him twice, and then, boom, right down the right sideline, embarrassed the quarterback, fourth touchdown. He's just, and that's the perfect example, he can do it every way. I think he's like Devontae Adams meets Des Bryant. I really think that he's got that kind of ability, 
and he's got that at six foot. He still has a high point ability as well. He's just so good, and I think that uh, I use the Vanderbilt game example not only because he just was a monster, he's a, but I think it's what can fit with Tua. You can, he's a guy that you can hit on those quick slants, timing routes, who can take it all the way if he wants to, but you can do that all game and then have him do the slant go, gone type of play. Yeah, no, uh, that is absolutely my favorite wide receiver in the draft class. I think he is the number one choice. Okay. I don't have him going here. Oh, right, because you don't have... Because I still have Kyle Pitts. Right, okay, I, I just didn't I didn't think about that. So okay. that, that would be the reason why I think if it didn't go that way, if Pitts was gone and Chase was still there, I think Chase, okay. Chase would be the I forgot about clear that. choice. But in my mind, Pitts... If Kyle, Pitts, if Kyle Pitts makes six. it... If he does, then yes, that would, yes. (laughs) You know, we have so many guys from the New England tree here in Miami where they had the famous duo. Two tight end set. Two tight end set, and they just wreaked havoc. And their new co-offensive coordinator, Eric Gotze, is a tight ends coach. Okay, that's a good point. There's so many things they talked about making an offense tailored for Tua. And, you know, I... It would be immature to say that Tua had a really great year. I think he had an okay year for I, a rookie, but he absolutely. was extremely better in two tight end sets. I would like to say this though: we nobody has concerns about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and Tua's years are very similar. In fact, Tua won more games. I know he was on the better team, but I just like to point that out. <laughs> so I think if if the board falls this way, they don't. Pass That's fair. On I, I I would agree with that. I will say. Part of me thinks it'd be really fun if in the second round Miami took Pat Fryermuth. And we had the, and they had the PSU tight end set. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> All right, let's go to pick number seven. The Detroit Lions made their big move. Have Jared Goff now as their quarterback for the next couple of years. Uh, some people, or maybe just one year. Some people are talking about maybe they take a quarterback here, especially if they're still, uh, you know, right now the only quarterback that we don't have having gone yet with being Mac Jones. Uh, well, you have... Fields still there. That's right. I still have and Fields still and he still have Lance. So, so we'll see what happens here. But who you got? Uh, with this pick, I think they try fortifying that offense. They traded, or they didn't trade away. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Who the heck is still on the field for them right now? So here I have the number one wide receiver, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Going okay, yeah. To reignite, I don't think they. I don't want to say it this way, but I'll say it this way for. Just time and consistency. I don't know if they trust Jared Goff's deep arm. So all the things you were talking about, slants and goes, yeah, they're going to get a guy that can just yeah. get the ball out of Goff's hand and, and take it. Yeah, absolutely. I Listen, you'll hear us talk about Jamar Chase a lot during the actual draft. Uh, I think he's Larry Fitzgerald with better speed. I just He's so good. And, yeah, I don't have to keep going on about him. But uh, I do agree that Detroit – could take a wide receiver here, and I think that they probably should take a wide receiver here. I don't think that they will. Well, take if, a wide with how here. your board's gone, I don't think they should. Right. I think that they'll take Micah Parsons right here. I think they did need tons of defensive help. Uh, I do actually think they have some pieces on offense, not in terms of wide receiver. I mean, obviously, they Tyrell Williams is their number one receiver right now. I hope it stays that way because I have him in Dynasty League. But. Uh, they do have Don, they do have uh, Swift from last year, solid running back that they really like. Uh, they have Hawkinson who had a pretty good year last year actually. Um, yeah. So like they have a couple Just of. Don't think you're gonna you're not gonna win NFL games using your 
halfback and your tight end no, as your primary of weapons. course not uh i'm just uh, like i said uh but I, I think that they're the cupboard is way more bare on defense is what the point that i'm trying to make is and i think that micah parsons for all the reasons you talked about should be the fourth overall pick is he's just a dominant player he's fantastic and yeah, that's very fair uh penn state fell apart without him and Owe uh rushing the passer last year and i just think that you're at seven and I will say this is the second spot where I would have projected a trade. Interesting. I would have projected somebody coming up here to get Justin Fields, but we're not doing trades, so they take Micah Parsons. I'm not so confident that this regime would trade out of this. I think that they know how much work needs to be done to build this roster to be a a contender, and I think that somebody will trade a ransom for Justin Fields. I guess it would depend two, on what the ransom is. Well, the team that I have going up is going a quite a long way up, so I think it would be a ransom. So we'll see what happens, but I I do have a trade happening here. But regardless, we'll move on to Carolina Panthers, another team that did trade for a quarterback in the offseason, uh, Sam Darnold, uh, who obviously we've talked about him a ton, I love. But... Other people have questioned whether or not they would still take a quarterback here. And if it's your board, Lance is still there. And Mac Jones, who some people said Matt Rule loves. And if it's my board, Mac Jones and Justin Fields are still there. But I will go first, and I have them taking Patrick Sertan second, quarterback out of Alabama. I I have only seen this. I've seen it mocked once. I I don't know why he's not mocked here a lot. We'll talk about this a little bit later. He's actually not my number one corner on the board, but he's fantastic. He's an incredible defensive player. Uh, obviously, Alabama is known for for having their defensive players. Although they have, they're gonna have three, maybe four offensive players taken in this draft uh, for the first or two rounds. But um, I just think that they do have a desperate needed corner. They took a ton of defense last year. I think their whole draft was defense last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think Matt Rule's got this offense okay. Like they can take other offensive players later in this draft to supplement, but they have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey coming back, and I think that them with Sam Donald, they they do have a decent offensive line. I think all of that spells a team that can average 20-plus points a game, and if they keep solidifying this defense, this could be a team that pushes the division the next year or two, Uh, especially knowing that Tom Brady eventually, who knows, is going to, you know, in eight or nine years, going to retire. Then the... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows about that? You shrug that off. Anyway, uh, I just I have them looking at the board and being like, we think Patrick Sertan's the best one. We're going to take Patrick Sertan. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that'd be a really good idea. Uh, the only reason I don't see them doing that, and not to say that I think this is a player that's so much above Sertan, but they okay. did just sign Bouye. So he's going to come in and, and there are questions. That. I mean, there definitely are questions about yeah. him, but I don't think they would go and do that. And be like, well, we're going to put you in the slot or, okay. or something like that. So for that reason, I have them taking the second tackle off the board, and that's Rashawn Slater okay. out of Northwestern. Yeah, yeah and I a lot think, of my mocks, this that was a common place that he went. I think, you know, just get weapons around Darnold, keep him clean and safe, don't let him see ghosts, and get more big bodies up there for Christian McCaffrey to, to run through. So I have him going with... Actually, what in my opinion is the third tackle, but okay. not, not popular consensus. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, then we go to pick number nine, Broncos. Yet another team that people are talking about is a sleeper for quarterback. What do you think? 
I have him taking the quarterback. What? Here we go. I have oh, your guy man. that came off at three. <laughs> I have him going here at nine with the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are a popular team trading up uh, for they are. one of those quarterbacks. Trey Lance is a name I've seen thrown yeah. around a lot in trade-up situations. Okay. I think here in mine, he falls to them at nine. Okay. I think it's just they're they're so completely unsold on what Drew Locke is. You know, I think this is just a, a plethora of riches for them. If Drew Locke goes out and balls this year, then that's great. Then either you can trade him or you're going to get some sort of comp pick for when he leaves. For sure. And then you have this young quarterback that you think has a lot of upside there in yep. the wings. And if not, then you just move on from him. And then you have this young quarterback in the wings. So yep. Trey Lance, you just talked about him as a big arm. He can probably throw with the length of the football field up there in mile high. Or the football field, I should say. So I have Trey Lance, North Dakota State, going to the Denver Broncos. Not moving that far. This is where I would have another trade happening. I would have uh, another team trading up here to take the final quarterback on the board. Uh, and it's also a spot where if the trade doesn't happen at 7, I think 9 happens. Um, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I think that they uh, feel that if three of the five are gone by the time that they're on the board and if i'm if i'm correct four of the five gone on the board after the trades happen not obviously the mock uh i just think that they're like you know what let's just keep building this team see what happens with drew lock and next year if we have to we can go all out so i have them taking Rashawn slater i have them you know believing in drew lock for at least one more year i think that they'll probably i think what'll probably happen what they're probably waiting on here is is can we get a quarterback? And if they can't, they'll draft one later in the draft, I think. Uh, there's a couple players I have in the second or third round that I think that they might take. Sure. Um, but I just think that they're like, you know, let's just keep building this the foundation and wait until we can pull the trigger on a guy that we think is the franchise. So I love the Slater pick. Obviously, I'm going one pick earlier, so I'm yeah. not like, that's dumb. But I will say this. I don't know if this group of people in the building right now think they have a year to continue. That's fair. Like, that's, a goes out and, no, that's a great point. No, that's a great point. You know, do they... I don't think he thinks... I have years to rebuild this, so... That's a good point, and I... And I'm curious about the... The mentality, but I mean, is there a thing where you draft a rookie quarterback and if he doesn't start, you'd be like, let me, this kid I drafted him, let me see what I can do with it him. It could be. There could be. I mean, I, I, some people do say that is a thing, but we've also seen like, maybe this is a bad example, but like Arizona fired their head coach after one year yeah. they, and they drafted a rookie quarterback that year. So who's yeah. to say what really happens? But that's fair. Uh, I just think that if they, the smart thing to do is to continue to build out the roster and then when you were able to plug in the quarterback, That'll be great. And I have I my stock on Drew Lock is very, very low. We were it was very high last year. But I haven't sold it all yet. <laughs> all right. Perfect. So. Well, let's move on. The Dallas Cowboys are now on the clock. And if the mock goes my way, they're heartbroken that Patrick Sertan is gone. <laughs> uh but I think that they look at their board and I do think they consider uh Darisaw here the very clear cut number one defensive tackle in the draft. But I don't think that teams believe in drafting defensive tackles this high anymore. Uh, so I think they take J.C. Horn, who a lot of people think is the second cornerback in the draft. I think is the third cornerback in the draft. But uh, I think that they need to find a guy to pair with, with Diggs. Uh, they don't need any offensive players. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a little Alabama cornerback group going on. Yeah, and I think that they decided 
uh, well, if they took, got oh, right, 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 sorry. But uh, yeah, I think they take J.C. Horn right here. All right, uh, J.C. Horn's a very good player. He's my favorite corner in the draft. Oh, is he? He is. He's not mine. He is my favorite corner in the draft, <laughs> uh, but it's not who I have him going here. I do have Sertan having fallen right. to ten yeah. here, so I feel like that's probably a locked-in pick if he's available. I do think Dallas has a lot of defensive woes that we've already talked about that we don't need to get into more, but I have sure. them trying to solidify that secondary there with with Sertan and in, in my reality having the cornerback Alabama group. Right, 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 for sure. No, and I think it'll be fun. I mean, Trevion Diggs, what? Had a solid season. Obviously, their defense was not good, but I think that he showed to be a, a starting corner in this league. And I think that you pair him up with whether it's J.C. Horn or Sertan, or maybe they don't. Maybe they go another position and, excuse me, get them later. So uh, three NFC East teams in a row here in the draft. Uh, the first one was Dallas, of course. Second one is the New York Giants, and I have. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it first, so that later on you can follow my lead on the pronunciation. I have them taking. Are we in the same spot here? Notre Dame. Yeah, we're at eleven, oh, right? Eleven. I have them taking Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Uh, I think that he is interesting pick. I I think that he is the overall best linebacker in this draft i love parsons i think that parsons has some deficiencies he's just like over parsons is overwhelmingly um he's overwhelmingly the most physically gifted defensive player in this draft and i think that that's why we're so high on parsons but he's a little bit more raw i think jeremiah wusu koromoa is the most well-rounded in the draft uh i think that he is very good in pass coverage which i think is Obviously, very important for defenders in this draft. Uh, only had seven sacks in his college career, uh, five forced fumbles, eight pass defenses, and an interception. But he was a first team All American in 2020, uh, this past year. Uh, first team All ACC, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He won the Buckus Award for the best linebacker in the country. Uh, and he led the team in tackles for lost, forced fumbles, and he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So I just I think he's overall the best linebacker in the draft. He's got explosion for his size, speed, range. He covers a lot in a short amount of time. I just think that he's an incredible player, and I think that while New York will take a receiver in this draft, I just think that I just think that they signed Galladay and they're like, let's just take best player. And right now, this would be my best player on the board. Yeah, I honestly don't understand everything about the wide receivers being mocked here. I don't think that's that pressing of a need in New York right now. Uh, but I'll just, it's not a push. I understand it. But do you feel like they need somebody in the middle there right now at this pick? Uh, I don't, I don't see Awusa Koromoa as a, I'm just going to sit him in the middle and call it a day. I think he's more of a – I don't want to say Von Miller because Von Miller is a pure pass rusher, but Von Miller plays four positions. He plays all three linebacker positions and edge rusher. I think I think Jeremiah Wusakormo can be that. I think he can move all across the front seven and be a difference maker at all positions. So that's why I have them taking him. All right. that's That's fair. I respect that. I don't have them going with that position, but I do have them shoring up the defense because I do think it's silly for the wide receiver talks. I definitely think line 
and edge are the most important positions I for agree. New York to address before wide receiver. I have them taking my favorite edge rusher in this draft, and that is Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. I think Very he good. is. Thank you. I knew I knew him. I think he's the best edge rusher. You know, Nigerian royalty. A lot of people do consider him the best pure pass rusher in the draft. So I think he is a player that has just grown in football. He got into it a little bit later in life, but I think he's just grown and improved. I think he's still learning, and I think this is a player that Joe Judge could certainly covet a little bit to get yeah. out there and make some plays and, and do a lot of good things. He can do a little bit of leap and get them hands up, and we know that he, he's a fast guy. Maybe you could see him on some, some kick-blocking opportunities and we know that judge is all about those sorts of things so i will say this if sewell or slater is here that would be the pick i think it should be the pick if one of those people are there sure i just don't think either will go there so i think they'll just go you know what we need a defender to play multiple positions let's go whoever it is yeah um all right so let's go to philly and going to philly i think that what is that a reference to uh the office uh, <laughs> uh, thought it was community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that this could be fascinating. So if they don't get one of these playmakers, Philly's gonna riot. In my mock, they do end up getting one of the playmakers. I'm curious what what you have them going, but I think that they look at it and they say Devonte Smith's available at 12. Let's take Devonte Smith, who most people think is the number one wide receiver in the draft. Uh, the big thing on him, six foot one. He, he weighed in at 175 pounds at the start of the year, but I think the weigh-in just happened, and he was like 166. So people were like freaking out about it. Um, that's the big thing. He's a small guy. Uh, he had 117 catches last year, 1856 yards, 23 touchdowns, exploding. He's a supreme route runner. He's fast. Uh, he's such a smooth runner with the football. Pretty good at high point catching, actually. Uh, biggest thing for him, though, quickness, smoothness in and out of his cuts. It's his biggest strength. Yeah, I agree with you. I also have Smith falling here to Philadelphia as well. So Philly fans wow, can look relax. At this is our fourth pick matching. after <laughs> the trade down to 12. I agree with you. I think they were going to riot, but I think I said it when we discussed the trade. I think Smith's going to be there. I think he is going to be there. And you know what? Smith is honestly a prospect that I want to see succeed so badly because I so personally don't think he is going to. He's not a wide receiver prospect that I like. I don't see him translating well to the NFL unless he is able to put weight onto his frame. For sure. I just don't see that working right now in today's NFL. Now I understand today's NFL is also not the NFL of the 80s where (laughs) it's a lot more rigged towards the offense. So I could see how some of these things are possible, but I just don't see it. But for that reason, I want to see him succeed really, really highly. Yeah. With that being said, if he becomes a Dolphin, I'm obviously going to be like, okay, but I'm not going to be like, hooray. That's fair. And I think that, you know... I get the concerns about it, but somebody just made they made a great point. I forget what show I was listening to. They were like, um, I'm a bigger guy, right? Okay, so let's make this example. Let's say that uh, we order a whole pizza, and you're like, you're not hungry. And I'm like, I'll eat the whole thing. And then I eat the whole thing. And then people go, I don't know if he can eat the whole thing. I just did it. So people are like, I don't know if he can play football. He just did it. 
Okay, he just scored 23 touchdowns in the SEC, which is like the most comparable to NFL. I know it's a step up, but like he just did it and he hasn't gotten hurt in college. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I get the concerns. Fair. I truly do. But like I, I just think I think it's unfair to say this when he literally like there are legitimately far bigger, stronger players that have injury concerns coming from college and he has none of that no you're 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 so right i i can't knock that yeah. i mean what he did last year was unbelievable what he did two years ago it's not like he was a one-year wonder right he had 14 touchdowns this. last year exactly which but seems small compared to 23 but it's still a lot <laughs> it's crazy for me to think now i'm not a big person i'm five nine but you add three inches onto me and, and you i'm might the be, size and you're smith. of Devonte smith that's crazy to me i know i could never Play in the NFL. You know what? Not because of my hands. You know Obviously, what? it's my hands. You know what? Yeah, Devonta Smith will never be. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. No, I didn't think about it that way. And not, that's going to wake me out every time he catches a touchdown <laughs> in the NFL. I'm like, that could have been Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we won't spend too much time with Devonta Smith. Let's move on to 13. I think from here on out, it's where it's going to get crazy. I think from here on out, we have truly no idea what's going to happen. And you and I are, I don't know... I don't know the next time we're going to agree on a pick. So. All right. Well, here we go. Let's find so out. let's go with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I had Los Angeles Chargers looking at the board saying, hey, we have our franchise quarterback. Let's go with the uh, – I do actually have one more tackle having a first-round grade, uh, but I have them taking Christian Derisaw, tackle out of Virginia Tech. Uh, junior coming out early. I, I think that he is – a drop off a little bit from. Are you laughing at me because I have all my notes? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> um, so obviously, you like to print these off at work. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, uh, first team all C all ACC last year. Uh, missed one game due to a left knee injury, but it was more like a tweak than it was anything like a big concern. Uh, I ha just have him as the third best tackle, and I think that there aren't a ton of holes for LA. They have a really, really good football team. I think that later in the draft, they can afford to take another running back. And then I think they could take another receiver at some point. But other than that, their offense is pretty great. And they have a ton of defensive talent. Uh, so I just think that they look at it and are like, no, let's protect our quarterback. Yeah, it's very fair. I think that is definitely one of the areas that they're going to want to address. But while I was saying the drop-off thing earlier, I don't – I do think that play – does not play a factor here. The depth that I think they'll think is available later at tackle is going to okay, be prominent. For sure. And so they're in my draft take my favorite cornerback, JC Horn. Okay. Here. I think they're All looking right. around their division. Yeah. Obviously with the Chiefs and they are with all of the weapons of Denver whether or not you believe in their quarterback they have great wide receivers and I think we need to lock these guys down yeah. they did lose Casey Hayward in free agency yes, now, he did. was a corner that was getting up there in age but brought a lot of experience and a lot of skill to that secondary and I think they're going to want to replace somebody that is sticky and I think just as a can be a shutdown corner in my opinion yeah in the NFL I do so like JC Horn JC Horn South Carolina. I should say, I keep pointing out, this is not my number one corner. I don't have my number one corner going to the end of the draft. So we'll see what the happens. The end of the draft? Yeah, he's Mr. Irrelevant. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, All right, let's go to, I have my, just because I have a run on the offensive lineman here. I have Minnesota, who I think is a sneaky quarterback contender. Ooh. If you wanted a team that I think is like, ooh, this could be a surprise that they take one. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his deal. 
who knows if what's going to happen, but I like I'm not predicting it. But in the first three rounds, I think that they might take a quarterback. It probably won't be here though. I do have them taking the number one offensive guard on my board out of USC, Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, big strong kid, although every every lineman really is. Um, he was an honor. <laughs> he was a he was a second team All Pac twelve. As a left guard, and then he was an honorable mention as an All American and first team All Pac twelve as a left tackle. So I he could play guard and tackle. Actually, his first year he played twelve games uh, as a right guard. So he could move around the offensive line. I think that versatility is very important. I think that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reasons why he's my number one overall offensive guard. Not that I sat there and rated every offensive guard in the draft, um, but I think that. They need some help on that line. Uh, they like to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. They're one of the most committed to the run outside of Baltimore in the league because Dalvin Cook's fantastic. And they like their play-action pass with their athletic guards and tackles, and I think that that's what Elijah Veritaka is. So they take him right here. Yeah. Uh, about five minutes ago, you are like, oh, I don't think we're going to agree again for quite a while. And oh, do we agree? <laughs> pick. I also have them taking – Vera Tucker, USC, and I just put line for position because he does move all over. And this is still Mike Zimmer. This is still an old school run the football, punch you in the mouth offense. And when they weren't able to or when Kirk Cousins was pressured the heck out of, they played really, really, really poorly. So I think they continue to fortify that line there and they get the best interior lineman in the draft. All right. The next pick is fun. In our the division, New England Patriots the New England are Patriots. on the clock. There's a lot of talk that they're going to trade up. I know that they have, A, never taken a quarterback in the first round under Bill Belichick. And B. Well, when would they have to have? And I, I know. And, and B, <laughs> never. You're, you're, listen, let me make my argument because that was the number one thing is when would they have had, of, had to have. Uh, and B, never traded up. So. I think they break both rules in this draft. I think they will trade up for a quarterback. Ooh. I I I I I battled it for a while and I think in our last episode I said I refuse to believe it'll happen. I think it's gonna happen. I think that they showed in the offseason they're like, you know what, everybody's zigging, we're gonna zag, we're gonna go the other way, we're gonna spend the most in free agency that ever has been in uh, like ten years, and we're gonna trade up and grab our quarterback. And I think they look at the board and they think who I think is very clearly the second best quarterback in the draft, Justin Fields, and they take Justin Fields. So I'm going to say Justin Fields is here. Justin because Fields was there. That'd be That's what I'm saying because there's no trades and whatever, and he's still on my board. So I think they taste Justin Fields. I think they'll trade up for him. But that being said, on our mock draft, I have them taking Justin Fields. I think that it's Trevor Lawrence in his own category, Justin Fields in his own category, and then the next three quarterbacks. That's how much I love Justin Fields. Okay. And I, I don't understand why people are so all over him. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. Six foot three. Um, uh, he, he has epilepsy. Oh, my gosh. Does he have epilepsy? He does. <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. I saw that. Um, strong arm. He's can actually be pretty patient in the pocket. I know that people a lot have said he can be schizophrenic in the pocket. Uh, he has some inconsistency at times. Uh to eliminate what's not there and what is there. But I think that's coaching. Uh, I don't necessarily think that that's an issue with fields because there are times. And again, there's another uh, thing of Dan Orlowski on ESPN's get up, breaking it down where he 
can go to first, second, third, fourth in like two or three seconds. So I know he can do it, but there are times where I think that he, he struggles with it. But I, I don't think it's him. I think it's like the offense and coaching. And I think that uh, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are perfect for him to fix that. Uh, one thing that I love about him uh, is that he runs when it's the best option for the team. If you watch tape for him, there are a lot of young quarterbacks, and especially college quarterbacks, who the minute they see an opening, it's, no, I want to get 10 yards. I want to get, you know, I want to run right here. But Justin Fields only crosses that line of scrimmage to run when it is the best option, when there's no option downfield open, when there is a clear path for a touchdown or a first down on a third down. Like, he only does that, and I think that shows intelligence and it shows leadership. Uh, I, I really, really love Justin Fields. Uh, I do actually think there's a chance he could end up being the best quarterback in this draft, uh, even including Trevor Lawrence, but outside of Trevor Lawrence for sure. Um, I like a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft. I really do. I know that it sounds like I don't at times, but I just think that Justin Fields always was the number two, and I think that he still is, and I'm just so confused why people have been so down on him. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> that'd be terrifying if that happened. I'd hate it. <laughs> I also have the Patriots taking a quarterback, not having to trade up. I think here's everyone's golden boy, and he fell. Mac Jones going to the New England Patriots. Mac Jones can't go to the loop because he's going to suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yikes, everybody. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you know, I think the New England Patriots just dominated the league for 20 years having a guy that is under center that's just smart and can make accurate throws and i think that's what you're going to get with jones he i mean you, you knock him that's fair i definitely don't think he is the top three warranted guy that somebody traded up and traded the farm for I agree. but i think he is a little more athletic than you like to say and i don't know since you know he's more, athle- more he's more athletic than people are giving him credit for people are being a little too harsh on that people like you yeah, I just I just said I was wrong. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it said okay, right. clearly. I was wrong. Um, so yeah, I just this is where I feel like he is warranted to go. I think he is approximately a second half of the first round kind of guy. I agree. And he's I not think, a statue; he's a statue on a dolly. So <laughs> you know, it's just uh, I see the fit. Uh, I would not be shocked whatsoever if New England did trade because the mindset is I think they never to. want to be this high again yeah they're not accustomed and to that I, and they don't want to become accustomed to that and 15 is a good spot to be able to move up in the top 10 it's not too far back uh where it's going to cost you ex- so so exactly much. so and i think that one or two of the five are going to probably fall a little bit even though obviously i said i projected two trades happening uh so it's possible but i think you're absolutely i think that the media wants to perpetuate this they've never done it before because it's the better story for draft night you know what i mean it's more fun as people in the media to drum up excitement for they've never done this before it would be so wild when like the, the only reason they've never done it is because they've never had to i love that that's the first thing you said it's like, they've never had to what why are we making a big deal about it so i don't spend too much time on it but i'm glad we're in agreement there let's go to arizona this is another fun pick arizona has got a couple of needs uh, some people were pretty convinced that they would maybe look at a running back here. Uh, and then obviously they signed James Conner. Simultaneous catch almost broke that story. <laughs> um, but I I think that they take a corner here. I think they take Greg Newsom. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that they 
realize that they have a pretty good offense, even though it sputtered a little bit at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, James Conner, if he stays healthy, that could really open up the offense. I think they just need to solidify the defense here in a, in a division that has a lot of good quarterbacks and you know, could be adding another or will add another one. It is crazy to think the amount of talent that they have added this offseason with the caveat if they stay healthy. Yep. Isn't that that's, no, yeah. that's so weird. Yeah. J.J. Watt, James Conner. A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's a bad pick, especially after losing Patrick Peterson in free agency, going out and getting another corner, a young corner that I think is very feisty. I do like Newsom a lot. I don't have them going corner. I do have them going with something that some people might say is a reach. I don't necessarily think so with the different depth pieces that they do have. I have them taking Gregory uh Rousseau? Is it Rousseau? Rousseau. Rousseau, excuse Rousseau. me, out of Miami. He's obviously an extremely raw prospect, but just is seeping with athletic ability. And I think when you get the JJ Watt in there, when you have a Chandler Jones, they have so many great professionals who can teach this young man how to come in and chase the quarterback and, and wreak havoc. And I think they're thinking that they don't have a lot of time with these aging veterans, so they have these players for a couple more years and then they get somebody that very well could turn out to be just a true monster. I have them going with the edge rusher out of Miami. No, definitely. I Rousseau is a guy who I'm very intrigued to see where he goes. Um, because when you watch his tape, he's definitely, I mean, he's incredible. He's, he's just a monster. Um, and, and obviously we both said that we think Aziz Ojolari is probably the best pure pass rusher. Uh, Rousseau had 15 sacks the last season he was in. He opted out last season. Uh, he is one of the, is the talent to be the best in the draft for sure. Uh, he didn't actually have a pretty phenomenal pro day. Uh, his, no, there was a little, a little his, tightness. His team, his teammate Jalen Phillips, who's also going to be a first round edge rusher, I think, uh, had a great season last year in absence of Rousseau. Had a better pro day. Uh, Mel Kuyper mentioned that uh, he liked when he kicked inside more than outside, actually, as an interior pass rusher. Uh, and the one point I wanted to make, and that I actually, like, there are a couple, I'm going to pat my back a, a couple of times near the end of this mock, because there were things that I saw that I felt that guys in the media, like, confirmed. This was one of them, as I watched, I said, I don't think the tape is quite as impressive as the numbers are. He had a lot of numbers and a lot of stats, and there are times where I'm like, he just doesn't seem as dominant as the numbers would suggest. Uh, so I think that in the right scheme and in the right defense, he could be a monster. I think he needs that, though. I don't think he's a Micah Parsons where you could be like, just go do your thing, man. So we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see what team takes him. Uh, but, yeah, this would be a good fit, I think, learn from J.J. Watt how to be that kind of pass rusher. Yeah, so there we go. All right, 17, so the, the first pick. Lost Vegas Raiders. I have them taking – This is so this isn't the best lineman in the draft. This is one of my favorites in the draft. Uh, Landon Dickerson. I One of my favorite things about Landon Dickerson is that there's a picture online of Landon Dickerson being a full offensive line because he's played – the full offensive line in college. Uh, I just think he's a versatile player, and I think that uh, Las Vegas lost some. Everybody. <laughs> I was going to say some, but lost everybody, and they desperately need to fill it. So they're like, you know what, let's take one of the best available. Uh, let's take Landon Dickerson. Let's just plug him in wherever we need him right now. 
Yeah, I also have them addressing their offensive line. And Landon Dickerson's the second uh, guard listed. I mean, he's listed as a guard, but uh, I think he'll probably play anywhere that they need him to. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I have them going Christian Dersaw. You had him going already. Yeah. Had a Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, if he's there, yes. I think that's a great pick. He's my second favorite tackle in this draft class. Uh, not okay. for any per- that's not a knock on Slater. I just like right. what Darisaw brings. I like that for you sure. said he doesn't have a whole lot of holes. I agree. I think, you know, Vegas loves to run the football. They mm-hmm. like to do play action with with Jacobs and keep Derek Carr protected. And that's going to look different this year. There's not yeah. the the returning veterans that have been there for a lot of Carr's career. So yeah, they, they go out and get a, a young guy to plug in there. So. So now we move to 18, Miami's second pick. Uh, we both have them taking an offensive weapon for Tua. And I actually, in early mocks, had them taking another one. But you said something very confident one time we were talking. You said they're going to take a, a defender with the second pick. And I was like, and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I, get, I agree. Because if we're sitting on the board, I have them taking. Uh, so this is interesting. I agree. <laughs> I agree that Aziz Ojolari is the best pass rusher in the draft. But I don't. And he's still on my board. In my mock draft, but I have them taking the second best edge rusher, in my opinion, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Uh, I don't, I don't know fully why. I just, it's a weird thing. I just feel like he's a fit in Miami. I just, I think he's very good. He's very. Uh, I, the word I kept thinking of is twitchy. Like it just, he makes like these sudden moves so quick. His tape is great. Like if you watch Quiddy Pay rush the passer and like hold the line of scrimmage on the run, set the edge. He's fantastic. Uh, I just think that Miami sits here in a very big position of strength and says, you know what, we'll take whoever's there. Uh, And it might be Aziz Ojolari. It truly might be. Um, But I think that Quiddy Pay is just a good fit for him. And I I kept talking about how when I was doing a mock, I had guys going the same spot. I don't think I've had. I don't. I think Quiddy Pay went to Miami in all like ten mock drafts that I did. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, the thing is, I agree with you. I also have Quiddy Pay going to Miami. It just seems to be a Brian Flores. Yeah, type like I said, he's a fit. <laughs> Almost six three, two hundred and sixty pounds. You know, Miami did a great job with getting after the passer last year on defense, but they didn't yeah. have a necessarily dominant guy. Obviously, Ogba came in and, and did a great job and kind of established himself a little bit. We'll have to see if that can repeat. But they didn't have a guy that was like, oh, my gosh, this is the, the yeah. next great quarterback monster of the league. And we can't say whether or not Pay is going to do that. But they definitely are going to need to try to find somebody to do that. They did get rid of um, who was the, the Buffalo player. I'm blanking on his name now. Jordan Phelps? No. He went to Arizona, but he came. Shaq Lawson. Yes, Shaq Lawson. Thank you. He is obviously in Houston now with the McKinney trade and everything. So they do have an opening there at that spot. And I think Pay fills that slot for them with the 18th you. pick. I'm with you. Uh, let's move to the Washington football team. Uh, so I need to issue a correction. I mixed up my linemen. So my story about Landon Dickerson playing all of the lines is incorrect. It's about my next pick, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. There's a picture of him <laughs> playing every single line. He's very versatile. Landon Dickerson is uh, one of my favorites for a different reason. He didn't 
he was on he's an Alabama lineman and last year they let him take the, the final snap. snap. Yes, and that was a whole thing. Uh so I that 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 was one of the reasons why I love Landon Dickerson. But Tevin Jenkins is the one that can move across the whole line. There's a picture of him being How do you have f- 17 packets of names and you messed it up? I know, what the hell. <laughs> uh but I just I I think that quarterback could be in play here if there's somebody Obviously, there is somebody on my on. I think both of our boards left, right? Or do you have all quarterbacks gone? Uh, I do have. Oh yeah, all you, the you big yeah you gone. do have it. So uh, there's obviously Mac Jones is still on my board. Uh, I think that Washington's going to take a second round quarterback, and I think it's going to be Ian Book, but uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft. But I think that they want to shore up that line. I think that they believe they can win the division again this year. I think that with Ryan Fitzmagic and the offensive weapons they have, the fantastic defense that they have. I think they believe they could do it again. So they're like, you know what? Let's just fill out the line and let's keep going. Sure. I actually have them continuing to make that defense scarier. You know, it, it's weird because no one in that division was necessarily good, right? Like that was the big joke about yeah. it was the <laughs> NFC least and everything. But when I think about Washington's roster, I think they did a excuse me, a really good job of filling out pieces where at first I was like, wide receiver. And I was like, they addressed a lot of issues with wide receiver already. For sure. Through free agency. For sure. They obviously have backs that they like. I don't think their offensive line is too bad. But if they did take a line, I think that'd be a really good pick. Yeah. I think I have them going with Trevin Morig, safety out of TCU. I think, is it is it Trevin or Trevon? Uh... I, I so I heard the last name pronounced like forty different ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't pretend. Somebody to be said it. So, somebody said it was pronounced like Garrig, like Lou Garrick is. So like Merrick. Oh. Um, so I mean, it could make sense. It could, but be, I but. I think obviously it that would be a pick where people are like, that's a reach. They probably don't. He's have the number him one safety in the draft. Top twenty pick. He's the number one safety. I don't think he needs. First of all, some people have him mocked there. I don't think they need a safety. Cameron Curl, second round pick from last year. Great, and they also have Landon Collins coming back. They I don't do, think they need I a just safety. Think, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think adding a playmaker like this that he can is a playmaker, yes. come in and thump the ball and and can does have some hands, doesn't have a ton of turnovers in his college career, but I think can get improved in that way. You I mean, know. he's the picture on the front of the safeties guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'm not picking like the 17th rated safety to go here. But you know, I just I think this actually is on team. the actually on this it says he's number two. Oh well, I don't fully agree with that. They're faking but. us out. But you know, I think he he's my number one safety and the first safety coming off. And you know, so I just think when you look at Washington, it's not a team that needs a whole lot, and maybe they go for some different just playmaking ability here. He did win the Jim Thorpe Award last season for the best um, secondary player in the league. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like him a lot for sure. Uh, let's move on to Chicago. And I finally have Mac Jones being drafted. Uh, I think Chicago's a sneaky option to trade up. They sure are. I think I don't that, think that's that sneaky. I well, I'm in like I to seven or nine. Like I that's I think that they will go to one of those spots and get one of these guys. I could see Nagy and Pace being so desperate and scared that they go up to four. Could be, and people would freak out because they'd have to give up everything. And yeah, but you know what? The thing is, I don't think they care because if they stink, they're gone. I so agree. Let the other people pay for it. And I, I actually like Pace and Nagy. I think they're both very good. I just think they, they boned it on the 
on the Trubisky pick. And I think that I actually am far higher on Chicago next year than a lot of people. I like Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton's a much better player than Mitch Trubisky is. Ooh, but that, you're so, such a Mitch supporter. I know so we could we could talk about it, but I I think that especially if the board just falls this way, they'll take Mac Jones here. And I'll I'll spend a minute here because obviously I've hated on Mac Jones for a little bit. <laughs> Mac Jones is very good. Forty five hundred yards, forty four touchdowns, four picks last season. Uh, only one rushing touchdown. No, I'm just kidding. His biggest thing is accuracy. He has a stronger arm than you might initially think when you're watching. Uh, I, I put literally on my notes, not as overrated as I initially thought, but he's not a top three pick, and I still feel that way. Uh, I see the comp to Brady, even though I don't want people to make that comp, and the only reason I see it is the pocket movement. He has that kind of, like, like Brady is mobile in his own kind of way where he navigates the pocket really well i think mac jones does that exceptionally well uh admittedly great against the blitz he was one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz uh the reason i can't get fully on mac jones is if you watch his tape and i've watched literally every throw mac jones has thrown in college because i wanted to be able to be (laughs) able to shit on him no i'm just kidding uh if you watch the tape the windows family show adam the windows with which he's able to throw into are insane like the windows that he has are the windows on huge skyscrapers where they're basically just sheets and they're like a full wall i'm i'm telling you he has so many wide open throws in college now that's not a that's not like necessarily an indicator that he can't throw into tight windows you know what i mean but we don't know we don't know whether or not he can they're gonna have three. They're gonna have definitely two wide receivers go in the first round, and maybe a running pass catching running back also go in the first round. So I just like I said, he is a great player. He will go in the first round. I do after watching all this tape, he deserves to be a first round pick. I feel, but I am so concerned about Mac Jones. And listen, my my new nemesis now that I no longer have a nemesis in Tom Brady, my new NFL nemesis. Is is Mike Tannenbaum who talks on ESPN? He's a former failed GM for the New York Jets. Uh, continues to, continues to use this stat to make Mac Jones seem like like the second or third best quarterback. He says he led the nation in yards after catch, and I was like, "The hell are you?" T-? He goes, "That shows that you're putting it in the perfect spot for yards after catch." I was like, "Literally, watch the tape. They're wide open, and he just." gets it to them, and then they burst on the scene for 80 extra yards. Like, to me, that's the stat that I would use to mean that he's cherry-picking stats. He's my new nemesis. I can't – it drives me nuts. He, <laughs> he thinks that he's the smartest guy in the world. And I was like, you failed twice as a GM. So, whatever. Uh, regardless, sorry, I don't mean to be so mean and rude. But I Mac Jones is very good, and I think that he has a chance to be a uh, – I don't. I think he has a chance to be a Kirk Cousins type quarterback, where he is very good, and we underrate him a little bit because he's never really like won anything huge. Uh, I don't think that he is ever going to be an MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback. All right. Wow. Well, we'll shift it over to me after all of that. Sorry. Yikes. <laughs> 
I have the Bears going defense. So <laughs> I have Jalen Phillips, the other Miami edge rusher coming off the board here. I think the Robert Quinn experiment was a big botch last year. They obviously got him after he had a pretty good year in Dallas last year. And he yeah. did not do a whole lot. I believe it's only two sacks last year. It might be three. A lot of people have Jalen Phillips as the best defensive and, and you know, I, I understand draft. it, but I just feel like he has a lot of injury concerns. And when he was at USC, I don't I think it was third, that impressive. So. But I think he definitely is. I, I understand some people thinking he's the best, but I just don't. I am weary. He certainly could be. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I look like an idiot. Because, I mean, like, it's very, very possible. I just don't yeah. personally believe it. But I think he will go to the Bears there, and they will try to get – those monsters of the midway junior back in session that they had a couple years ago where after last year they did not do a whole lot of havoc they know they have aaron Rodgers still they have dalvin cook that they want to not let be running up four five six eighty yards down the field so getting some guys up there on the line i think is important all right so we'll move on to the indianapolis colts who obviously made their huge trade for carson wentz in the offseason and still kept their first round pick which I think is big. Uh, don't have a lot of holes. Uh, I do think that they could go wide receiver here. Interesting. Uh, I think that they could grab a guy for Carson and to sort of round out that offense a little bit. Even though I do really like Michael Pittman Jr. I like that. Um, excuse me. Why am I forgetting his name? T.Y. Hilton. Sorry. Pardon me. Came back. But this guy sit on the board long enough in my mock draft. I think they say, wow, Aziz Ojolari is still on the board. Let's just take him. Uh, so I think that they take the... They were a great defense last year. I think they take the Georgia rusher. They did just lose a pass rusher. Again, blanking on his name. Uh, he was a guy that that they thought might go to Buffalo at one point. But regardless, they did lose a pass rusher. I think they could pair him up uh, on, that, on that line with the former San Francisco guy that they traded for last year. And I think that they could be... A pretty scary duo, and uh, yeah, I think that Indy's in a position of strength in this draft because they could take best player available, and if Aziz Ojolari's there at 21, he is. Yeah, that's very fair. I do think they have a pretty glaring need, and that was their left tackle okay. who, who retired. They did lose Anthony Costanzo sure. to retirement. and I, think I don't have are, any left tackles that I think are worthy of that pick. I mean, right that, that that is very fine. That's fair. I have a run on tackles here coming up because okay. I just think that's how the first round of the NFL draft goes. Okay. But, you know, I just think they saw how much Carson Wentz struggled under pressure, and Frank Reich is yeah. not going to be like, let's put him in the same exact situation because <laughs> then I'll have egg all over my face. <laughs> so I have them going with Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. So I think he, he slides in there pretty darn well, and I would not be shocked one bit. Uh, I do have him graded as a first-round tackle. Uh, he is probably the last one where I – wouldn't be like that's maybe a little bit of a reach but i understand it yeah so i have them going with tevin jenkins okay. to protect their new quarterback for sure number two uh all right let's go to tennessee this one's interesting the tennessee titans are picking 22nd overall after losing to the baltimore ravens in the wild card round i have them taking a guy who absolutely positively will not be there at 22 he will be taken before then i obviously am saying that that means i'm gonna be wrong at one of these picks but Jalen Waddle is still on the board. Jalen Waddle is going to be a higher pick. Uh, so they're going to take Jalen Waddle here. They just lost Corey Davis. They're going to pair him up with A.J. Brown and make this offense even scarier. The important things I want people to know about Jalen Waddle, he is not 
Henry Ruggs, okay? And Ruggs got hurt. We don't really fully know what Ruggs can be in the NFL, but people keep being like, oh, well, he's the fast guy. He's Henry Ruggs. He is not Henry Ruggs. He tracks the ball way better, way better hands, and a much better route runner. Uh, he's a great returner, so he can help out in the return game as well because uh, Tennessee also lost Adderay Jackson, who was their number one returner as well. Not that that fully plays into taking a wide receiver in the first round, but that helps. Uh, the only reason uh, his numbers aren't gaudy is usage. They did not use him as much, and then he got injured. Uh, Jalen Waddell is far closer to Tyreek Hill than Ruggs or Ross or any other speedster that you'll mention in the last couple of years that was taken. Uh, I love Jalen Waddell. Uh, he's one of my favorite receivers in the draft. I think that uh, there was a moment where I thought people were going to start to hype him up and he was going to skyrocket up the board and then it just kind of stopped. I think that... Actually, I think it stopped after the San Francisco trade and people forgot. Uh, but I think Waddle was headed to the we're going to catapult him up the board type of player and then it stopped because of all this quarterback talk. But someone's going to get him and it's going to be a steal. Yeah, here is our eighth agreement. I oh also my God, have Jalen Waddle going here. We're and you know what? I don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk that he is already gone. I shouldn't say slam dunk, but I will be shocked if he's available at 22. I'm I, I just mean, I would I would not be shocked if he isn't if he's I just taken think, ahead of this. I just think he's the kind of player I just think he's the kind of player that teams fall in love with. You know what I mean? I think he's the kind of player that people people think, "Oh my gosh, we can like this guy can be it for us. Let's go get him." You know? Yeah, that's fair. Like I said, if yeah. he goes at 8 or Twelve, but this is or fantastic or something for Tennessee. If if, it if gets he there. is, they obviously, like you said, they <laughs> did lose their other former first round pick, wide receiver Corey Davis. So they yeah. signed Josh Reynolds. I don't really give two darns about that. Yeah, uh, I I think if they do get this guy, who's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league the last couple of years, it's Ryan Tannehill. So going and getting this speedster yeah. to go and do this, pair him up with AJ Brown, who's another young guy. These guys can. Continue that, to grow together. That offense and, has been fantastic, and it just gets even more scary. So, you know what? Uh, that I, I agree with you there. He fell in my draft as well. Yeah, and I think that they saw that they struggled to score against Baltimore last season, who obviously was the number two defense. But they struggled, and they were like, we need somebody to – they called them uh, – I'm trying to think. Somebody called him the – he's a, a field shifter, Jalen Waddell is, meaning that the whole defense has to shift – to wherever he is because he's that explosive and that quick. So I'll say this just for my Devontae Smith. Devonta? Devontae. Devonta Smith. Devonta. Yeah. That's what I thought because I knew it wasn't the same as Devontae Adams. Right. Um, I think Jalen Waddle is a better prospect coming out of Alabama. I mean, he certainly has more pounds on him. <laughs> He has more pounds, but when they were on the field at the same time, he was doing better. The start of the season, Jalen Waddle was the go-to guy. Devonta Smith was not. So that's very interesting that you make that point. Some people do think that. Uh, we'll see what happens, but that's not a crazy thought. Some people will say that because they'll look at the numbers and they'll be like, oh, you only have four touchdowns to 23. Uh, <laughs> it's, but yeah. I do feel like that it's injury might be the be a reason he could fall. Yeah, and, I, and we'll talk about this a little bit more once we get to the other receivers because I have a couple more going. Uh, this is where I think the drop-off happens, for me at least. I think that there is a significant enough drop-off from the three, the, from uh, Chase, Devonta, and Waddle. I think there's a significant enough drop-off from those three to the next three that I think people will force people to take them higher. That's fair. So, 
All right, let's go to the New York Jets. This was by far my hardest pick in the draft. Okay. By far in, in this mock draft because I they I so I did eight or nine of mock drafts. Only once that I had them the only like there are only two of those times they took the same player. Uh and those two times it was Travis Etienne running back. That's not who I have them taking in this. Okay. At my official mock draft, I hacked them taking Alex Leatherwood, uh, offensive lineman. I think that, you know, they take Zach Wilson. They signed Tevin Coleman. They like uh, P. Ryan. They do actually like him. Uh, Ty Johnson played played pretty well. I think that they are a small organization. And while generational backs do exist and are important, I think that they realize that running the football and protecting your quarterback is far more about good line play than it is about greatness at the running back position. And so I think they think, you know what, we can get – they're at 23 and they're like, Najee or ATN will probably most likely be there in the second round. We could take it then. So let's just take a lineman right now. This is my last first-round graded lineman. It's my last lineman in the draft – in the in the draft. In the, in the, Dang. In the, in the first-round mock draft, and they just take it here and they feel good about being a smart organization for once. <laughs> Yeah, that is very fair. I have them going with Samuel Cosme, okay, tackle okay, out of yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for yeah. all the same reasons, I feel like they feel they will get a running back right there at the top of the second. I think plug in the 6'6 guy, protect your future that you just invested the number two overall pick in. Obviously, you don't want to be in that situation too often, so go and get another young tackle. You can have a bookend then after their... So the only reason the only reason I don't have them taking Cosme, who I who is who I would consider a first round pick, uh, I have them taking Jenkins as the or Leatherwood because he's a guard because I think Font is a good right tackle and they obviously took uh, Mackay Becton last year, so I think they're actually good on tackles and I like the fact that they can put Leatherwood who could play left to right guard, but I I wouldn't yeah, be fair. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like you know what we could move guys around you know what I mean and take the tackle. So we all both have them getting line help for, sure. for their new quarterback and the running game that they're going to est- try to establish there. Here's another intriguing pick coming Go up, though. to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh-huh. number 24. Uh, this is another one that was interesting for me. It took me a little bit while to, t- to, to figure it out. But if I can find my linebacker notes, because I have them, Ooh. taking linebacker Xavier Collins. All right. Let me check the Tulsa. college right here. Tulsa. Yep. Uh, Xavier Collins is only the third linebacker listed or from the draft that I have on my list, and it's not because he's not talented. It's because I don't think he's quite as physically gifted as Awusa Koromoa or Parsons. Sure. Uh, but he's a very good player, and I think that they can use some help with linebacker. So. Pittsburgh, obviously, one of the best defenses in the league for most of the season last year. They lost a lot of pieces. Uh, we're talking guys like Bud Dupree. Uh, they lost Mike Hilton. Uh, they did lose a linebacker, too. I can't think of it on top of my head. But, excuse me, they definitely lost players. But he was an uh, Zavian Collins out of Tulsa, ACC Defensive Player of the Year last year. First team all ACC. ACC. Um, uh, Bronco Nagurski trophy winner. Uh, he led the team in tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, and he had two interceptions 
for touchdowns. He had four interceptions last year, six pass breakups, a forced fumble, four sacks, uh, 11 and a half tackles for loss. He was just kind of all over the field. He kind of does everything that you need, and he's a really, really good uh, player in space. And I think that that's important for them to, A, be able to cover in this division, and B, be able to tackle in space against Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I think that they just see him as a guy that they could plug right there uh, as one of their three linebackers in the middle in their front seven and uh, be ready to go day one. Yeah, very, very fair. Good argument. I have them going with the pick you had going. Just pick earlier, I have them going with Alex Leatherford. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There's player your, where I wrote line. Your, li- your lineman run. Because <laughs> the lineman run. Alabama, you know, the Steelers, they just had no time to do anything. They couldn't get a ground game established, and that was when things started really falling apart, I think. They lost some pieces there already. That's another place where they lost pieces, and they need to get younger. They need to get more physical, and they need to get back to that, the Steeler way, which they drastically lost at the end of last year, and it Mm -hmm. resulted in losing games. Yeah, I mean, they won their first 11 and went like 1-4 in their last. I don't know, uh, something crazy. All right, let's uh, move to Jacksonville's second pick. Another pick that could go a lot of ways and that could ruin a lot of James Robinson fans in fantasy next year. Um, I do actually think they will take a running back. Not here, though. Uh, I have them taking – I so I have five first round – actually six first round pass rushers going. I have the next one going right here in my third best edge rusher, Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Uh, as I mentioned before when we talked about Gregory Rousseau, uh, Jalen Phillips really only got his opportunity because Rousseau opted out this past year, and he took advantage of it. And I really love guys who do that. When they get the opportunity, they take advantage of it. Uh, last season, he had 15 and a half tackles for loss with eight sacks, four pass defenses, which is a really great stat for an edge rusher in uh, one interception. He was second team all ACC, and he led the team in tackles for loss. And sacks. Uh, so the year before, he missed eight games due to an injury on the uh, with his wrist and then a concussion. And then the year before, he did miss six games with an ankle injury. So a little bit of injury concern. Sure. One of the reasons why I think he falls and one of the reasons why I think he's not one or two in terms of pass rusher. But he's an incredible player. He's very good. Um, I'll try to see where the measurables were because I didn't know off the top of my head. But uh, he's just a strong, quick player. Um, I did the summary on this because I've been using the athletics draft guide. Uh, the summary for him was overall Phillips has first round talent with his body type, twitchy athleticism and nose for the football, but the medical feedback will ultimately decide his NFL draft grade. He projects as a high energy rusher, similar to Ryan Kerrigan when healthy. And I agree hundred percent. Uh, he's that type of guy who is in effort physicality and has that quick twitchy first step. Sure. Uh, I have them going with a player that has also fallen because of injury concerns. I have them going with Caleb Farley. I'm so happy we finally got to Caleb Farley. Virginia Tech. (laughs) And what kind of got me thinking this way is when Urban Meyer came out and said he can't just pick the players that he wants to pick. He needs to listen to the staff that he has around him. He's talked to coordinators and his general manager, and I think they're going to look at a player that very well could be the best corner in the draft, could have been a top 10 pick, and has fallen this far because of the back surgery. Because his back surgery. 
and I think they're going to convince him this guy can come in and be the corner so, that we lost. So I do have Farley in the first round. I don't have him going to a little bit later, so I'll share my thoughts on Caleb Farley right now. Caleb Farley is my best corner in the draft. I don't care that he had back surgery. Uh, I don't think that – I understand that it is a concern, but not a single doctor hasn't said he wouldn't be ready for the season. And when he's healthy, he I get, he's he is the best one versus one corner by far in the draft. He's the guy that he's the Darrell Rivas mold where you can say cover that guy and he'll be on that guy all day long. Uh, he might be, if he were healthy, I do think that he, people would be considering him the best defender in the draft. I truly believe that. Like, if you just watch this guy play, he's fantastic. He was a former wide receiver. And there are some, there are a lot of corners who are former wide receivers because they couldn't catch. Um, and that's the only reason. Caleb Farley is a former wide receiver because they realized that he was so smart on how he knows exactly how a wide receiver wants to play. And he's a master at countering that. Uh, he's a he's a really really smart player and he's one of my favorite players uh, and I have him going later and I'll talk about why I have him going there but he's my best. No, that wasn't you just talking about why you have him going. No, I just wanted to let you know. Uh, regardless, yeah, I love it. I love that pick. I think it'd be great for them. Uh, let's go to uh, Cleveland. Who the Cleveland I, Browns? I'd be shocked if we match on this one. Spay, we don't. Oh, how do you know that? Because I have a player that you've already had taken. Oh. No? Should have just guessed that first. Anyway. <laughs> um, what the hell? Why is he not on this list? This is an incomplete list. Or am I looking at it wrong? Uh, so I... First, what are you doing? So the reason why... I, oh, no. He's right here. The reason why I have... Why I initially said that is because I have them taking a pass rusher here. And many people would think, oh, they just signed Jadavion Clowney. They don't need a pass rusher. Bogus. Sure, it's very fair. I think that, okay, so quarterback is obviously very clearly the most important thing, right? And then I think the next thing is is uh, offensive line, right? I think the next most important thing is rushing the passer, okay? Because how do you counter the two most important things, quarterback and line, with good rush? You know what I mean? Okay. So I think that they have the luxury here of taking a guy who some people think is a project in Jason Owe from Penn State. Uh, I have him as, I think, yes, the fourth best pass rusher in the draft, but not because of his physical traits. Uh, Jason Owe, he's a fantastic, uh, just physical beast. I mean, he's fantastic. Like, we were talking about, like, Penn State was in the top five or six two years ago because Owe and Parsons were on, like, each side. Uh, another reason why he's fantastic, his birthday, December 15th. So we share a birthday. Uh, so yeah, I think that he is really fantastic. I think that he, what I talk about as a fit with Cleveland is they have the luxury of being able to use him in packages instead of having to bookend him because they're going to have Garrett and Clowney. They can use OA uh, on different types of situational downs and when they need a break. For certain players. So, yeah, I think uh, birthday buddies, Sagittarius Energy, going to Cleveland. All right, Cleveland Brown on the clock. Uh, you know what? I That makes great sense. And Clowney obviously only signed a one-year deal. Yeah. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's a long-term the, the last couple of years hasn't exactly had the stats that match the famousness of his name. So that wouldn't be shocking whatsoever. But I have them going... 
with the player that you had taken a while ago, a player that you love, and here we go. I have them going with Awusu. Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. Awusu Koromoa. Yep. Corona. Corona. And, you know, he's he's just, he is a great player. (laughs) He has a great head on his shoulders. He is there, came out of Notre Dame, and we know that Stefanski loves players with high high character, and I think he will be a guy that this team doesn't have a whole lot of needs. They did a lot of really good things in free agency. They went out and got John Johnson to Uh – solidify that back end there and i think they just continue to get stronger there in the middle and be a really 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 complete well-rounded defense to challenge for contention of winning the north for the first time in in quite quite some time so yeah i mean they certainly have a shot and i think that another position they could think about is wide receiver and that's only if obj is going to be moved if he's not if they're committed to him staying there uh, then I think that you know they'll maybe take a guy a little bit later because they do like Higgins and Jarvis. I was say they show that they can certainly be very potent right. without him. So, so I feel like that would push that so, knee down a little so bit. So we'll see what happens, but I do actually think they go defense here as well. So let's go to Baltimore, who now has two first-round picks. They sure do, and with the first <laughs> one at 27, I have them going with, here we go, we're dismissing on on one a whole bunch of times here. I have Jason Owe going here okay, all right. to Baltimore, yeah. obviously out of Penn State. He fits what I consider a Baltimore defender. He's 6'5", he's just ferocious. I love the monster word that you used there. I think they lost a whole lot of pieces. They obviously lost Judon. They weren't able to retain. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm completely blanking on his name. He went over to Vegas. Um, I don't know. I can't think of what's top of my head. He played. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But they lost him. He's no longer there. And so I think they go out and they try to shore up that, that defense there. So they go with, with the edge dresser out of – RPSU. I do I do have them taking a defender. I just have them taking it with the next pick. I just think that I've seen this guy mock them a lot, and I wondered why that he was the specific wide receiver that they had him mocking, so I did it in. I have them taking Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. So LSU embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Marshall, when he was paired with uh, Jamar Chase last year, still had 13 touchdowns, and this year when he didn't have him, he had 10 touchdowns. He led the team in receiving. Uh, he opted out after seven games because of health concerns and family concerns, um, which I respect. I get it totally for sure. Uh, I think the reason why they w- that they would take him here is because he's a more physical presence than a lot of the other receivers, and Baltimore needs guys who are willing to block. You know what I mean? He needs they need that type of player, but he is also a field stretcher who can climb like the the word I would use is climb the ladder. Like he can get up there and get the ball sure. and give his quarterback just like a large strike zone, so yeah. to speak. Uh so I, I think that he's just a good fit for for Baltimore. And I think that they feel okay, we could take now we especially can just take another guy in a couple of picks. Uh, if if we if we see a guy that, that we want, but I think right now let's grab Terrence Marshall. He is not my fourth best receiver in the draft. You know what I mean? I, I love Terrence. Marshall. I, I I like him a lot, but he's not my. I actually don't have my fourth best receiver going in the first round, but that's a whole other thing. Um, he's not like because I have three going already. He's not my fourth best receiver, but 
I like him a lot. I think he's just a good fit for Baltimore. For sure. All right. The New Orleans Saints now without Drew Brees on the clock at 28. Where do you have them going, my friend? Mac Jones. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so there are a lot of ways that uh, – there are a lot of different play, uh, areas that I think uh, New Orleans can go. But as you see, I haven't put down my wide receiver packet. So I have them taking Kadarius Tony out of Ooh. Florida. And so he's – is a shorter guy, 193 pounds, smaller guy. Uh, he was a senior. He played all four years at uh, Florida and was kind of not really a big part of the offense the first three years. And then this past year, he had about 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was first team all SEZ as a kick returner, punt returner. So very good uh, in the return game. Uh, he just... He's the type of player that I think Sean Payton likes. They have sure. they have uh, Michael Thomas to be their number one receiver, and then they have Kamara in the backfield, and I think that he would love to have a guy like a Tony who could be a slot guy, who could also be a jet sweep guy, who can just be all over the field. I This is my hot take. I don't think Jameis Winston is the starter week one. I okay. actually think it's going to be – I'm forgetting Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. I actually forget. I can't believe I forget his name. I actually think Taysom Hill is going to be the starter week one. And I think that grabbing a guy like Tony perfectly fits the type of options where you want to one, where you're going to do like options, double, triple options, pitches, all kinds of stuff. You put him with Camara where you can have Tony in the backfield. You can motion him to the slot. You can motion him outside. He's a quick guy. He's just a play maker. Uh, and I he, he he's just a versatile weapon, and I like him a lot. Again, not my fourth or fifth best receiver on the board right now at this point. I just think people draft for fit. I mean, it's the same reason why, like, Justin Jefferson was still on the board last year when Philly took um, not Justin Jefferson. Uh, but I think that the, the reason why I'm – We've said so many names in the last hour and a half to two hours. They I, took Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, thank you. A speedster. I think that they wanted a guy who would stretch the field instead of – and a lot of people didn't project Justin Jefferson to be that type of receiver. Uh, so that's why they did. So I think in this part of the draft, that I'm using that example to say, like, this is this is fit. You're taking fit here. And I think that they would like him. Yeah, that's a great point. And it, it makes a ton of sense, especially, I mean, getting a weapon like that. Mm-hmm that tone in Tony that Peyton can use in a lot of different ways. I think that really would make a lot of sense. I have them going defense here. Okay. They lost a lot of pieces on defense. For sure. And for so many years, New Orleans has been like, oh my gosh, this is a, such an exciting offensive team. But their defense has just really been really, really, really solid for a lot of years. And mm-hmm. it's helped that offense in a lot yeah. of ways. I have them going with Asante Samuel Love Jr. Asante. Love Asante Samuel. Cornerback out of Florida State. I think they lost... Jenkins, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who was yeah. obviously getting up there in age and wasn't exactly a shutdown corner by any means, but they lost yeah, him. Sure. And I think they would like to get a corner that can be matched up with, um, with, uh, oh my gosh, Lattimore. You're right. We're just saying so many names that now they're, they're kind of all blending together. But uh, get back there and solidify that. They lost just so many pieces on defense. And I think as they go through this transition of learning what this offense is going to be, they're going to want to rely on their defense again. So they're going to want to add pieces to make it or let it continue being haunted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go to no, – I agree with all that for sure. I just didn't have anything. All 
All right, so I continue my run on receivers here because I do have Green Bay finally taking a first-round receiver. Oh, hot day. Um, and my computer's about to die, so I'm going to say my piece about the receiver that I have, and then I'm going to grab my charger real quick while you say your thing. Um, as soon as we started, I was like, oh, my thing will last a while, but I forgot that our mock draft's always like a two-hour episode. So regardless, I, I have them taking not who I think they should take because I actually think they should take Rashad Bateman, who I love, who I think is the fourth-best receiver in the draft. I have them taking Elijah Moore Ooh, out of Ole Miss. Okay. I think that he's another wide receiver I really like. I though. think Elijah Moore has kind of uh, gone further and further up the the depth chart in terms of uh, receiver. He's 5'9", 178 pounds. He's a smaller guy. Uh, last season had twelve hundred yards and eight touchdown. First team All SEC. He led the FBS in catches and receiving yards per game. Uh, and he had the school record for receptions in 86. I just think you have you have Devontae Adams. You have, whether it's Lazard or MVS or Devin Funches coming back, you have another guy to be on the other outside. You need a guy who can be in the slot role or be the kind of like run the fake end around and go deep kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's he he's more... A lot of people have Rondale Moore for that. Yeah, reason. and I like Rondale Moore a lot too, but I like Elijah Moore more. Uh, I just think that he's a good fit for them. And I think that, you know, they filled out all of the, you know, future picks last year. People freaked out about it. I still think they had a pretty good draft. But I think this year they're finally like, okay, let's just let's grab Aaron, a guy that can be a weapon and that can score that touchdown when you're in the red zone at the end of the game of an NFC title game to win. There we go. Now go get your charger. I'm going to go get my charger. Lose this episode. All right. Yeah. I mean, that would be exciting. Elijah Moore, you're talking about a drop-off in wide receivers. And I think there is some obvious drop-off when looking at these prospects. But, you know, I think even these this crop of Terrence Marshall and Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore, like, they're wide receivers that excite me. I really like this wide receiver class. But I don't have the Packers taking one. They haven't in Aaron Rodgers' career. Why would they start now? I have them going with the guy that you had going earlier, and that is Xavier Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. I think they like what they saw out of their young linebacking core last year, but I don't know if they completely trust some guys that were drafted late and undrafted to to man the center of the defense. They obviously lost... um, Wow, I can't even remember now. uh, Christian Kirksey... Uh, to free agency who also went down to Houston because Houston was a place that everybody seemed to flock to yeah. when they lost their Everybody their wants home. to go to Houston. Uh, so I just have him coming out to make the first round pick out of Tulsa. I believe that's the first player that would ever be drafted in the first round of Tulsa. So. Is it? Yeah, I don't think they've ever had that's a first round That's kind of cool. Pick. So that's where I have the pack going. Solidify that defense with a guy that I think I really like what you said about him. I think he can be a rangy playmaker, isn't a complete prospect, but does a lot of things really, really well. Yeah, for and sure. I think can can slide in there and make a impact in the middle. No, I like Xavier Collins a lot. I think that would be a really good pick for the pack. And I think that we obviously all want them to go receiver because actually, excuse me, I, I want to ask you, I like, is that where you would want them to go? Wide receiver? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I I mean, there's the fan part of you that always that wants that to finally get Aaron Rodgers a weapon. But obviously we saw that the offense can be extremely potent without it necessarily. I know. And everybody always puts in work in the offseason, right? You don't think anybody's not. But MVS has been working. He's been showing a lot of videos of him working on his route running, not just being the speed guy anymore. Okay, no, that's cool. And, and usually I wouldn't say, like, that's that big a deal. But 
Aaron Rodgers retweeted one of, of those videos with a little eye open emojis like, wow, look at this guy. Like he's really trying to do more for me. And I think that goes that a long cool. way in Aaron Rodgers' mind. You know, you got to earn well, his trust more than anybody. And I think that I truly think that Aaron Rodgers has been very, regardless of how much he's, uh, who's to say who's really to blame for all the tension between the Packers. I do think a lot of it is kind of overblown. But, you know, he's been very supportive of guys like MVS and Alan Lazard. So, I, I you're right. I, I do think they have a lot of pieces. I just I, – I think that it's a good fit for them. I mean, if, so. the, if it happened, I'd, I'd be like, yeah. Right. Like, especially with knowing what LaFleur likes to do with right. sweeps and interrupts. Yeah, for sure. I just – I think like it's that, a good so. fit. So, uh, all right. Well, let's go to my team who hasn't picked at number 30 in a very, very long time. Uh, the last time they picked this lane, actually, they picked 27th because they traded back with – Kansas City and took a corner and I have them taking who I very clearly have as the number one corner in the draft and this is so there are a lot of areas where I think Buffalo can go that I'd be very happy this is my number one I want them to take Caleb Farley Virginia Tech corner I have as the best corner I just talked about him a little bit ago uh, with his just he's so good one-on-one against another receiver and I think to pair him up with Tredavious White would be so good and I think the two areas of concern we had in the game last season in the AFC title game (laughs) was rush and coverage against some guys we struggled when we had to cover the guys over the middle with Travis Kelsey and the guys on the outside with, you know, Nicole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins even had a couple of big catches. Like, so they were they were able to kind of toy with us a little bit. And I think that we need to solidify that other position on the outside and get edge. So if we go edge here, that's fine. Actually, Gregor Rousseau is still available on my board. And I really would so that like, was who I, you were hoping for. I love while. Rousseau and I and I had to battle with it. But that was before I did my work on Caleb Farley. And I just I love him. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think that the only reason he's available here is because of the injury, and I think you have to pounce on that if you're Buffalo. For sure. No, that'd be an amazing, amazing pick. I think we talked about that the last time we were we did. on the air. We did. I have them also going with a corner. Okay. Uh, obviously, I had Farley going earlier. Mm-hmm. I have them going with a corner that you had also taken earlier, and that is Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. I do like Greg Newsom. You know, on a I lot think- of boards, he is the third one. I think, obviously, you still have Levi Wallace, and he is a good number two, but I think just getting somebody that's feisty, that can bring a little spunk to to the defense that is already didn't show quite as much spunk last year as they have in the past, but can kind of reignite that. I think getting a little, little firecracker can be really good to pair with, with White. And, you know, the reason I went with corner instead of edge, which I do agree I think is, is a big thing, but I'm not out on last year's first pick in the draft AJ Vanessa I'm not I'm not really out on on him either uh it's just the reason why I think it is such a big concern too I mean obviously I agree with you I went corner the reason I think it's still a big concern is because outside of him our other edge rushers are are much older I mean Jerry Hughes is on his last couple of years Mario Addison is 32 33 so like our our edge rushers are older and I think that we can afford to stockpile that and we will take one or two edge rushers in this draft i know we will uh but you're right i think we should take a corner here and newsom's a a very good corner too so 
Number 31, the newly acquired Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. pick. As of today, they made that trade that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them going with the exact guy you had them going with earlier, and that's Terrence Marshall Jr. out of nice. LSU. Nice. I agree. I think it's a perfect fit. I actually really, really love the prospect. I don't think it's this huge knockdown from the other wide receivers. I think he just really showed he deserves to be talked about with high praise after what he did this year, showing he's the guy. He put up gaudy numbers in not even a full season in which the football season wasn't already a full season. And I think it is a really good fit there with Baltimore. I think he can be another red zone target. And you know what? I I love it. I love that you had him go there at 27. I penciled him in here at 31 after they got this pick because I feel like it would be the perfect place to get him and get that wide receiver weapon that Baltimore probably really needs. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we agree on that for sure. And I mean – they have to draft the receivers because obviously free agents don't want to go there because they don't want to block. <laughs> they almost got Juju, but Juju didn't want to be that role. He didn't want to go back to Pittsburgh. Uh, regardless, I have them. This one was tough for me. So this is where I had Gregory Rousseau going. I had uh, Kansas City taking Rousseau because all these uh, tackles and guards were already off the board. So that's where I had Rousseau going. But I had to really like think about this. And you wait, who would you have them taking at 27? I have them going away. Oh, so you okay? So you did have them taking a linebacker, uh, but you, that's more of an ed, he's more of an edge rusher. I have them taking linebacker. My last first round grade in Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, uh, six foot three, two hundred thirty four pounds. Uh, the big thing about uh, Jamin Davis, sorry, I have to flip on my notes. <laughs> um, so the big thing about Jamin Davis is play recognition. He trusts where his eyes tell him. The play is going, and he gets there. Uh, he's not, like, incredibly explosive. He's not, like, a banger. Uh, I think he needs to improve his, like, take on the tackle skills a little bit. Um, but he's, incre- like I said, he's incredible play recognition. He's fast to respond to it when the play is developing. Uh, and he's a really good type of, like, uh, like Zach Cunningham run and chase down the quarterback kind of player. And I just think that he's the type of... Uh, I don't want to say project because obviously he's a first round pick and he's worthy of a first round pick. He's he's pretty great, uh, but I think that he's the type of player where you can, as a defense, you were number two. It's a luxury. Uh, you could take him here and let him fill out the rule. Obviously, we talked about they lost some players in the off season here, and they can roll with him and kind of he doesn't have to start right away, but he can start right away. So that's that's where I have them going. For sure. Then we come down to the Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They obviously brought back almost every single player from their Super Bowl run. Yeah, the only one that hasn't yet is Antonio Brown. Brown. (laughs) You know, do you you go and get the defense, continue making that defense scary? Do you get another skill position player? This is a team that doesn't exactly have a need. So where do you see them going with this? pick the final in the first round do they even keep it is this your trade i have them okay this is one of my trade spots but it's popular it's a popular pick for somebody to go up so they can get that fifth round up fifth year option i will say this if i make a bold prediction uh so uh, before i say what my you know i'll say what my mock is real quick because i don't have a lot to say about it i have gregory russo going here i just think that the value is too good and obviously like i said he's the other guy in play for me at Buffalo's position, but I think if he falls this far as a team, you have to be like, we don't care. Like, we're just going to take that guy. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about that, but I will say this. If I'm going to make a bold prediction, friends, fortune for the draft, a quarterback will go 
at 32, and it might be Tampa that takes it. So I, I think the quarterback that will go here will be Davis Mills, Ooh. the Stanford corner. I, I don't know. So I don't know how – like, obviously, I'm very, very plugged into the uh, – um, media in terms of like I listen to get up every morning and I listen to like a ton of podcasts on football so I don't know how much you've heard about have you heard a lot about Davis Mills um I'm not too much okay so they're there so I've really dug into Davis Mills he I love Davis Mills a lot so let me tell you a little bit about Davis Mills real quick because this is my bold prediction that he will be the 32nd overall pick uh Davis Mills is six foot four 225 pounds out of Stanford uh he was the number one quarterback coming into college, like by far the number one overall on the big board. Uh, he, everybody like Georgia offered him a con Bama offered him like everybody did. He had an early on injury in his career. And then due to COVID restrictions, this past season, it prevented him from playing, but Davis mills, he's an incredible pocket passer. He's one of, if not the best decision makers in this draft. If you watch him play, uh, he is like, Pretty good mobility, actually, and a and a slightly above average arm. I'm gonna try to flip to him here in, in these notes because I just he's the kind of player where I think a coach can be like, okay, he didn't play a lot in college and that's why he fell. But if he would have, he would be one of these guys that we're talking about in the top five, top six, I believe. Uh, and I think a lot of coaches believe that as well. I just I wanna I wanna read this little blurb that that the people wrote about him in the athletic they said overall mills is still learning the throws he should and shouldn't make but his size and mobility uh and delivery uh with the field wielding skills to be a developmental nfl star uh i think that somebody is going to look at that those traits and those skills and believe that they can make him into a star and that's why i think it's in play for tampa bay here at 32 to sit behind Tom Brady. I think this is the first time that we could actually talk about drafting a successor for Tom Brady and it actually being like, okay, it's going to be a couple years. <laughs> like, because we, how many times have we said it? We've been saying it since he was like 37, and there are guys like, I mean, we've been saying it since they took Brian Hoyer and they were like, Brian Hoyer is going to be the going to be the successor. And then it was you know, obviously we had the Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo and. Uh, Jarrett Stidham and like there's just there's just guy after guy after guy who's considered to be the guy but I think that it could be them at 32 but I I see people like if Washington or Chicago don't take a quarterback uh, I think that they can go there uh, I talked a little bit about Minnesota to be a surprise team you're looking at teams like uh, you know the Broncos if they didn't take a quarterback that you have them mocked there like there are teams that I think will trade up and get to 32 and say I'm gonna take this kid so. For sure. For sure. Very, very fair. I have them going with Kyle Trask. Okay. All right. I really like Kyle Trask as a prospect. I do like Kyle Trask too. And I just feel like he did a lot of things that a lot of coaches would covet about his lack of turnovers, his accuracy, his mental decision making that I feel like coming in and getting not only the weapons that Tampa has – down the road in a few years, obviously they'll be a little bit older, but I'm sure they'll continue to be in a position where they can draft positions like that if they need to. And learning under Brady would be really great for uh, obviously any quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good thing. So you know, who who's to say they can really pick whoever they want if they think it's going to be a successor situation or they don't even have to go quarterback. I I think it's going to be a quarterback. I think often we see with 
these sorts of positions of being the last pick in the first round. Teams like to go up so they can get that right. fifth year option and whatnot. Right. A lot of times for a quarterback. Sometimes it's not always, but it's a it's a pretty popular thing. So yeah. I think you saying that has a lot of credence and a lot of intelligence. But I have them sticking with the Buccaneers, obviously with the no trade clauses that we have, and going with uh, keeping Trask I, in Florida. So. I like Trask a lot. Six and five, two forty, big kid. Obviously, forty three touchdowns last year exploded. Concerns with him, obviously, are that he had a ton of talent around him, and when it wasn't there in his bowl game, he struggled a lot, threw a lot of interceptions. Uh, I had my first note about him was I couldn't tell if the scheme was to go down the field a lot, if Trask loves doing it, or if he's just great at it, uh, or if he just had the catchers for it. But he's got an arm and good touch on the deep ball because ninety percent of his tape is going down the field. And who is and that? Ex- and, and, Bruce and as soon as you said that, I was like, that fits Bruce Arians. Uh, so. One thing that I love about Kyle Trask is he went from never having been a starter at any point in his career, high school, college, to being the starter this year. So, like, he does not have a ton of time of being, like, the guy. He never was a starter in high school. Obviously, he played uh, at times, but he was never, like, the starter in high school. He was never the starter at Florida. It was Felipe Felipe Franks, who's going to be a a later pick in this draft, but they went with him halfway through the season last year. And then this year he was the guy, um, his on target percentage is decently lower than his completion percentage. So that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, I think at times he can be erratic and that stat meaning that he had really good players like Pitts and Tony. Um, he's mobile and sort of like the Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence type mold where he has like that mobility, but he's not like the most mobile in the world. Uh, initially, I I was the one who had the hot take that said he was better than Mac Jones. I don't think he is, but uh, I just he's great size. He's tough. I I actually really love that fit with Tampa Bay. And just talking about the weapons, though, I mean, like that. If if you were to say Kyle Trask is going to New York, I'd be like, oh no, that's awful. But Tampa, I mean, they have six. They have like them Evan. All. Yeah, they have right. OJ Howard that everyone forgot and, about because he got injured, and they he has the opportunity game. to sit there and learn from that quarterback. You exactly. know, so yeah, so, I don't love. I I don't hate it. Uh, all right, cool. We've so eight picks this year. That's fun. Uh, I think that uh, actually this our last mock draft episode was longer than this. I hope we know that. Um, really? Yeah, it was two and a half hours. So before we go, I want to do like let's make a couple of fun. It doesn't have to be bold predictions. Like uh, name a player from for you that you th- that you think could be. I don't want to say a surprise first round pick. But it could be a surprise first round pick, or at least a pick that we don't have mocked. That you like, this guy could be a first round pick. Okay, well, I mean, the thing is, I don't know. This is kind of hard because you have a lot of players that I don't have, and those being the wide receivers, the Tonys, the Moors, either Moore, Rondell, or yep. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could definitely be first round picks, especially as we get down into the later twenties. Yeah, so that would be yeah, surprising. Yeah. You have them going. I don't. For sure, those make a ton of sense, though. And then I feel like there are more tackles that that could go. That's I, true. I mean, I don't have Samuel Cosme going. Uh, but I <laughs> right, I have uh, the Notre Dame guy as a possible. When it was Kansas City, that's who I had them going. I can't remember his name. I I erased it, and I learned today that I was pronouncing it wrong for forever. <laughs> so I was glad I didn't have to say it. Um, but so that that could be a pick. But you know, uh, I don't know. What so my have? my surprise first round pick that I think could go in the last five or six picks is Pat Fryermith. 
Okay. Penn State tight end. Yeah, I for sure. Like I think obviously like we're so gaga about Kyle Pitts and we should be. He's phenomenal. But Pat Fryermuth is very, very good. And I think that he could be the type of guy like he, they've given him the moniker they use for him is Baby Gronk. Yeah. Uh I don't think he's Gronk is a Hall of Fame is a Hall of Fame tight end as a blocker. Even if you take out his pass catching, you know what I mean. He's not Fryermuth is not that level of good, but he is very good. Uh, six foot five, two hundred fifty one pounds. Um, he's just he's he's athletic. He's competitive. He's dependable. Uh, he's a high floor NFL starter that could be even better uh, in the right offense. So I think that he could be a guy that he's not being mocked for anybody in the first round. And that's why I kind of said surprise to you initially because he's not being mocked at all. But I will not be shocked at all if somebody looks at those traits and looks at those like he's just going to be a guy for us and says, let's take him because yeah. he's, he's a fit. Um, and, and while – you know, I want Buffalo to take Farley or Rousseau. I wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo is the team that says, look, we love Knox, but this is a guy that we know can produce. Let's take a Friar myth. So, uh, obviously, neither of us had running back in the first round. We did not. We didn't have Etienne or Najee Harris. So, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Yeah, I just think that the NFL community doesn't value running backs. I feel like both of them are absolutely first-round quality players oh absolutely yeah i think they're going to be gone by 36 yes i agree i think that i think that there's like an unwritten rule apparently now that you can't take a running back in the first round but you have to get them super early in the but second. you get them super early in the second and i think that i wouldn't say i'd be shocked if both of them go in the first round or no i mean the there's round. a ton of rumors going around if about Miami at 18 with yeah. Harris, and if not 18, then it's 24 with Pittsburgh. Would you be upset if they took him at 18? I, he's my favorite. I know, I know he is. I'm just one curious. One of my absolute favorite players in the draft. So while it'd be – no, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. Because they still have – I mean, they have 35 or 34, don't they? They – I have. I thought it was 36. but Regardless. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. I feel like he is definitely a player I would love to have on a team – of mine and no matter where he goes i'm going to root for him he's my yeah. favorite runner in college this year so okay yeah i mean i like i said i was just curious obviously like initially i had etn going to the jets but i just figured you know they have the second pick in the second round they could take him there yeah um i guess cool. it would be i guess it would be 35 i so two more things that i think we can both answer and then we can answer, uh, end it because i just it's a whole draft weekend too uh tell me the number one player outside the first round that you want one of your teams to take, and obviously you're going to say Najee, we just talked about him, but give me like a player, any position that you're like, I want my team to take this player. Okay, uh, so if you wanted to say for both Green Bay and Miami. You can, yeah. Uh, so if I didn't say Harris for Miami, I really want them to get Jabril Cox out okay. at LSU. Oh, no, I like that I a like lot. Him going in there, he can obviously isn't going to probably necessarily be the starter with Baker and McKinney being there, but I think can learn a heck of a lot, and maybe they move on from McKinney or Baker when he – Wants a huge linebacker contract. I don't know, but he's a player I definitely like a lot that I think is going to be there around Miami's second round pick, their second second round pick. Uh, so I really like them, uh, him. I guess I should say them. I don't know. I don't know his pronouns. Um, but 
on Green Bay, I really like Creed Humphrey. Okay. Uh, center. Okay. Out of Oklahoma. And so he's a player that I would love to see them target. I think he might be out of their range. I'm not sure. I suspect he's going to be an early second-round pick, personally. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he'd be a player that could sneak into the, the late first round, going back to answer that if we it's true. were talking a little more unsuspecting. Yeah. But he's definitely a player I'd like to see Green Bay target as well. Yeah, there are a lot of players that, obviously, like Caleb Farr is my number one dream for them, and Rousseau would be too. But, you know, if we're talking first round or even second round, because we both have Jason Oway in the first round, but there are a lot of mocks that have Oway falling into the late second round. Sure. So that would be a player that, like, I consider not a lock first round pick that I would love to fall. I actually put Oway in the... AJ Epinesa mold where like he was a lot of mocks in first rounds and fell all the way to us at the late second round. So he's the type of player that like I really would love Buffalo to take. Uh, I'm going to point to, I don't know how uh, deep you've gone on a lot of like later round picks in the draft. I have one guy that I absolutely love uh, that is going to be like a, a, a day three pick. Okay. Okay. So I was looking at the quarterbacks and I watched tape on every quarterback in the draft and I was looking at Jamie Newman out of Wake Forest. He's six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds. He's actually he's actually a pretty solid player. He opted out last season, uh, but he's a very good player. I mean, he's got arm talent, running ability, downfield accuracy. Uh, so he's just he's a very good player. But as I'm watching, um, as I'm watching Jamie Newman, I'm watching this wide receiver just like go nuts. He's the number thirty second ranked receiver on this athletic. Uh, dot com board his name is sage surratt keep an eye out for this name okay out of wake forest sage surratt catching passes from jamie newman he's where's his measurables he's six foot two 209 pounds uh 23 years old my this isn't my favorite thing about him but fun thing about him guess who was his duo man last year at wake forest kendall hinton the one-week starter for the Denver Broncos last year <laughs> at quarterback. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. I mean, so last year, Sage Stroud, 1,000 yards, uh, 11 touchdowns. He was first-team all-ACC, uh, all-ACC academic team, and they led the team in yardage and touchdowns, even though he was still injured for the last four games. So uh, that's this is a player to watch out. That's for your team. If your team needs wide receiver depth or needs to add a guy late, actually, I think he's a guy that the Packers uh, could add later if they don't go early wide receiver. But Sage Surratt, I was I, I, again, it was so funny. I was watching Jamie Newman. I was like, who the hell is this Sage Surratt guy? He's catching every pass that Jamie Newman's throwing to him. And uh, he's one of my favorite players in the draft. If Buffalo needed a wide receiver, I'd be like pounding the table for them to take him. But I, I am pretty confident he'll be a contributor at the next level. Well, there we have it. <laughs> We're less than a week away, everybody. And <sighs> I'm excited. So, so pumped. Uh, yeah, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we'll be going live on those on draft night. We'll be doing the entire first round. Uh, we both we both made sure we had the time off for it, and uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to see a lot of surprises. You're going to get a lot of us freaking out over picks. Uh, the beautiful sign will be there. Uh, the sign. It's going to be a lot, a lot, 
a flight's a one in one year anniversary of the sign, man. Sure is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you want to predict or say about the draft before we yeah, sign off? Just, uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, you know, and just take a minute to sit back and reflect about this last year. I mean, the draft last year was such a different experience for everybody, but it was also such a big deal because it was the first thing that we'd seen with sports related in quite some time. And to think, obviously, uh, you know, how far we've come how since far then. We've come and. We had a full year of football, and we have more football to come. So just and we'll talk about it. But I'm actually gonna kind of miss the virtual draft. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was kind of neat, <laughs> but you know, I'm just I'm just ready for it. So here we go. Thank you all for listening in to Simultaneous Catches official 2021 mock draft. Josh and I match on eight picks. Uh, plenty of surprises. Plenty of matches that I didn't expect. Uh, obviously, for sure, uh, we'll follow along with you. Thanks for listening, guys. What, what? Enjoy the draft, everybody. God bless.